Hey everybody, Jack here. Just want to let you know that this episode is out of order and a little bit older. We're trying to get caught back up on episodes, and part of that was editing this old one from back when I had COVID. So this is our episode on holidays. Uh, it is older and it doesn't belong in this order, but we hope you enjoy. Thanks. Bye. In retrospect, don't lick bunnies, do get vaccinated, also don't lick doorknobs. Unless maybe they're in your own home. Internet, and welcome to the AZ Horrorcast. This is the Creative Without Podcast, brought to you by us over at AZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Giving birth to a snake is not only suicide, Jack. It's probably the most wrong-headed thing ever attempted in the field of human endeavor. <laughs> it's next to Jake. is someone else who, on weekends, plays with his magical whores. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crack Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2016's Holidays, which was a Jake pick. And we're going to dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of that. Um, And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. So as it has been for well over a year now, probably coming up on over to a year and a half uh we are going to continue to donate all of our patreon proceeds to feeding america so you can head on over to patreon.com slash atoz horror support the show at your level of choice and know that your money is going somewhere better than our dumb asses and if you don't want to do that right now or can't afford to that's fine we just appreciate you being here and hanging out with us but do perform some act of good for someone who needs it please we continue to use black lives matters.card.co as a good list of resources ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice and if you need a little escapism hope Hopefully, you can have some fun in horror with us for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So let's score. Let's do beers for fierce. And I have something to address right up top here, gentlemen. Uh, you might notice a little something in my voice. My voice is a little off, a little nasally. A little sexy. A little <coughs> throaty. I got COVID. Got a breakthrough case of COVID despite being vaccinated and being relatively careful about uh, comply wearing a mask when out in public and not going too many weird places. How many but, bars did you Zamboni the beer off the uh, bar at? Well, I'm still licking every doorknob I see, but I thought that was I didn't see any CDC okay guidance now. telling That's me okay not now. to do that. That's okay so. now. Yeah, there's no rule specifically yeah. against it, so yeah. I figured why not. Either way, um, I got COVID, so my beer selection this week was limited to what, and my wife was out of town um, until just very recently. He's drinking um, toilet wine. So yeah, so I was limited <laughs> to what uh, Instacart was able to bring me, and Instacart is very limited on the kinds of beers they would bring me. So this week, I am drinking um, several different beers by the Kona Brewing Company. I just got one of their, uh, the only thing I was able to get essentially that even close to the bill was the 24 pack sampler uh, of bottles of Kona Brewing. So it's got like their Island IPA, their Golden Ale, their Blonde Ale, etc., etc. Okay. Um, so this is a well. This is look. This is a a <laughs> anthology Thank movie you. comprising many different segments. Notice I didn't say comprised of because I'm not a moron. Um, <laughs> I guarantee I'll say that during this episode. <laughs> comprising many different segments um each one has their own individual flavor uh and you kind of enjoy or not enjoy them as they come on an individual basis that's kind of how these beers are going for me um also i haven't really had much beer in the last week and i'm already pretty loopy so it's going to get very weird for me very soon you know thanks for fighting through jack 
Well, I'm a professional. Jake, look it up in the book. Yeah, breakthrough cases are real, guys. It's uh, it's a bummer. I don't know. Yeah, what be else careful to say. out there. And for fuck's sake, if you are able to get vaccinated and haven't done so yet, fucking do it. Oh yeah, it's if Jack wasn't vaccinated, he's be dead. He'd be dead. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> I'm not a well man. Don't lick doorknobs. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, I'm waiting for CDC guidance on the issue, yeah. Mark. Maybe I'm willing to give though. you Mark guidance on it right now. Please don't lick doorknobs. <laughs> you can lick your own doorknobs. Speaking as, of Mark as, guidance, as hey, Mark, why don't you guide us through what your beers for these fears are? Yeah, okay. I went a similar approach, but I got one beer instead of 24. I am drinking <laughs> a... This is called the Metronomic Underground. Who I'm cares? not. I didn't choose it for the title. I am drinking Woodland Empire's um, Mixtape IPA. This is their current Mixtape series. Um, two things here. One, Mixtapes, an amalgamation comprising multiple different songs of various varieties and styles, much like an anthology. We fit this to anthologies before. You could just say same reason as always. Yeah, same, same reason. But secondarily, this is a carrot cake IPA. And much like this anthology, this beer has a lot of things in it that I probably wouldn't seek out under normal circumstances and <laughs> probably won't like. <laughs> Very solid. That's it. That's the That's end of it. My That's thing. the end of it? Yeah. Okay. Pretty solid. Jake, how huh. about you? Huh. What about Jack, yourself with that guy? I do have to tell you that I don't think if if you didn't have COVID and you had just gone out and and gotten something, I'm not sure you would have done better than you ended up doing. It's distinctly possible. I mean, you possible. still got the you went. We all went the mixtape route. Mark and I have the same beer, and it, we we <laughs> had we got it independently. So same beer, same reasons. The only thing I'll add, just to you know, include some more flavor here, is that this whole carrots thing. Uh, there there's an Easter short. There's an Easter short. It is devoid of carrots, but there is an Easter short. Uh, yeah, but it's not devoid of, well, it might be devoid of bunnies. It's not it devoid, devoid of, of bunny-esque <laughs> things. I mean, our beer is also <laughs> devoid of bunnies. Yeah, so you know what? So there's really truly there's another no, thing they share in common. There's no bunny nor Jesus <laughs> in this Speaking beer. which, I haven't seen any CDC guidance on licking bunnies either, so where are you at, CDC? I'll lick a bunny. Yeah, <laughs> they put why not? out a bulleted list of things you shouldn't lick. <laughs> I think you shouldn't lick Did a bunny you? before you shouldn't lick a doorknob. <laughs> Just going to say. But drinking beers and watching holidays isn't the only thing we've done in the horror world over the course of the last week. No. We might have also experienced some other horror shit. Mark's contemplating whether or not you should... You well, should lick a doorknob before you it, lick a bunny, 100%. It depends entirely on which door... If it's a doorknob within your home, yes, I'd give it to doorknob over bunny. If it's a doorknob out in the wild, yeah, I might a, give it to a bunny. What if it's a doorknob at, like, Grand Central Station? Uh, yeah, then I there might are just dicey doorknobs. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like there's some sinister shit there, though, that you just don't know because it looks cute. I mean, that that's how we get COVID-20. <laughs> <laughs> licking licking bunnies. bunnies. In fairness, yeah. Don't lick and bunnies. The person's like, well, what was I supposed to do? I couldn't lick a doorknob. So in, in retrospect, no in retrospect, don't lick bunnies. Do get vaccinated. Also, don't lick doorknobs. Unless Accurate. maybe they're in your own home. And then, then it's you know, just, play you know, by ear. You. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their thing. <laughs> some have several. It all gets weird when you... You know, yeah, my throat hurts, so I'm not saying it again. Yeah. Do either of you boys have any lost beers for fears to pay up on? I sure do. Let's cue that sound effect. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass. All right, Mark, what you got, sir? I watched 2021's untitled horror movie that I had to watch. Be- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Good work. Uh, do you need I, help? Looking it up? Yeah, I'll I look mean, it up. I keep talking. I'll look yeah. it up. Just keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. do it. 
I got this. I, I do remember that the poll was uh, basically just, it wasn't thematic. It was just built around, we're going to give Mark something that he wants to watch. And I'm glad you did, because I got to watch Untitled Horror Movie, which I think was my dark horse for that, for whatever that was, two months ago. Sure. I don't know. Uh, do you do no, either of no you idea. remember what this movie is? It was for the Not forest. Not even at all. It was for the forest. Oh, the yeah, forest. this is the meta one. The one meta of, one. The most recent very meta one. Yes, exactly. This is not far removed from the likes of I would it's basically host, if any of you remember that movie. Sure. Um not far removed from Unfriended or something similar like that. Definitely not on Ish. Unfriended's level level. And arguably on host's level, kind of depending on Host how you... was pretty good. Yeah, dude. host was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was quite as good. I want good to go as back host, and watch but... it now that we're out of COVID. I uh <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually really enjoyed this movie, but this I'm, I'm going to say that with a grain of salt, knowing full well that this is the type of movie that I very much enjoy regardless of the quality level. There's, I, I kind of want one of you guys to watch this and like weigh in on it to see if I'm just a psychopath who's easily chided into liking this type of movie. Um, it's charming in a very weird way where you're watching six completely stereotypical amateur-ish actors uh but there's for the record they're playing amateurs in the movie and they're all doing like a specific type of amateur actor yeah. right um and that energy gets pretty grating uh you know they're they're really trying to punch up those stereotypes and in some ways it works really really well like there's points where it clicks and is actually pretty damn funny um and there's like the one who's like really obsessed with his craft and he has like a zoom lesson with his uh with leslie Kahn, his teacher his uh his acting coach and she's like giving him tips and stuff on de- delivering this insane monologue um and there's the lady who just always has a glass of white wine in her hand literally every single shot in the movie she has a glass of white wine in Perfect. her hand. yeah <laughs> um so this movie's doing a lot of stuff right um unfortunately it's not particularly unique and luckily, I don't care. <laughs> this is sounding more and more like his recap of Found Footage 3D. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which I also like Found Footage 3D. I am aware uh, that you did. We know you did. <laughs> I am aware of this. So uh, there you go. Listener, now you know the context of movie that I will recommend. The, the level of movie I will recommend that is Found Footage. Oh, the bar is so low. The bar is pretty low, but I did enjoy this one. I don't know what to take from that. Whatever. I'm happy you enjoyed it, Mark. It's also not free. I read it on Amazon, but I'm sure this thing will be pretty easily available here yeah. relatively soon. Was it like a five buck rental or no? More? It was it was regular two ninety nine. I think three ninety nine. Oh, okay. That's oh, three ninety nine HD. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Very solid. Do we have anything else, or should we go into regular rocking horror worlds? Nah, dude. All right. Q Scatman. Scatman's world. All right, regular rocking horror worlds. I'll go first here because I don't have much to talk about. I was brain foggy you all got week. COVID. It was the kind of brain fog where, like, <laughs> you'd think you get to, you know, just lie around and watch stuff, but I didn't even really want to watch stuff very much. Like, I was too brain foggy to pay attention to anything, so I didn't really want to watch, like, something I hadn't seen yet so much. Um, I watched a lot of the television sitcom from the late 90s, early 2000s, Becker, which is a very bad show. Why? Um, 
So, you know, that's kind of give you a vibe of where I was at. But I did watch a couple of things here. Jack. One of them was the new Wrong Turn movie. Yeah, I'm fucking um, awesome the 2021 United. Wrong Turn, I think, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. I'm unclear on the continuity of that particular franchise. <laughs> the steeped history of Wrong Turn. <laughs> um, this is, uh, I watched it, uh, like, through the Showtime subscription trial on Amazon Prime. Nice. Um, that I'm sure I'll forget to cancel, like I do every single time. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> That's how they get you. And they get me multiple times a year with it. Um, either way, this movie is pretty good. You know, it's uh, it's got a lot of that. Uh, we've been seeing more and more of this recently, the like boomers versus millennials stuff. This of one course. is like a lot more of that. It's almost um, like that was pervasive within our society or something like that. It's almost. weird how it's horror mimics crazy. that. <laughs> um, this, but for people who don't know, this is a movie about some youths who are going camping backpacking and they they make a wrong turn and end up in a backwoods society that that isn't part of society and horror ensues um there's a very stupid argument that occurs for like six straight minutes about legal culpability when they take some action that they are forced to take um it's not a good scene there's a punji pit scene that's pretty rough to watch what is a punji pit those are like the the Viet Cong traps, a hole full of very sharpened sticks oh, going gotcha. all sorts of different directions. Oh. Uh, uh, that's pretty hard to watch. There's some stuff that is like gory and hard to watch, but it's like, I don't know, it's not doing anything terribly special. The story is very stupid and the characters are very underdeveloped, but for like gory stupidness, it's, I guess, worth a watch. I don't know. Eh, we should fine. go back and watch the original Wrong Turn. I actually do remember liking that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's neither a recommend nor a don't recommend for me i guess um the other one i watched was uh life i'd never actually seen life so i finally got around to watching it the 2018 one uh, with yeah. ryan reynolds and uh, yeah all a bunch of people um, jake of gyllenhaal. whom you've heard jake gyllenhaal yeah a whole bunch of people this movie kind of rules this is a great little alien flick thank you this yeah. was divisive when we first talked about it it's okay I mean, yeah, Jake, it's, it's certainly not it. great. I didn't hate it, but it's it's pretty hate good. It. Did I hate it? It is one of those movies that feels a lot less claustrophobic than it Do should, take on this? just based on the way it's filmed um, on sound stages. You know, it looked like you don't feel the claustrophobia. I think you should feel being trapped on a space station um, with this horror ensuing. But uh, I mean, it was pretty good. This one, I just rented on Prime, um, and I enjoyed it. This is the one that uh, was free on IMDb TV not long ago, and we were watching. I don't know, one of the other movies that we were, maybe was from beyond or something like that. It was a while ago. Uh, and I just kept it on and started watching life and I didn't turn it off because that movie is fucking captivating and I love it. It is pretty captivating. I like it. I mean, it's a pretty tight little alien movie um, and it's, you know, it's decent. I liked it. Hell yeah. Um, got some good scares in there. Uh, that uh, the other thing I watched that I didn't really watch, I just kind of had it on in the background while I was feeling ill, was the thing because I was just trying to comfort myself with stuff I'd seen before. John Carpenter's um, the thing, or twenty John Carpenter's the thing. the thing. No, John Carpenter's the thing. Nineteen seventy one, nineteen early seventies, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, the thing still rules. It's uh, one of the all time great horror movies in my top five for sure. Love that fucking movie. Does not disappoint on this repeat viewing. Sick as though I was. Um, and then I'll stop talking about what I watched because that transitioned to a whole driving theme where I watched Drive and then I watched Baby Driver and I watched some other stuff. So interesting. Um, oh my yeah. god! You're going we on watched a whole... Formula One Drive to Survive. So <laughs> it's so good. Going on a vision quest. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> god. So there we go, Jake. Why don't we go to you? What's been rocking your horror world? 
From a movie perspective, from nothing, nothing. I haven't watched a damn thing. I've just been soldiering ahead, trying to plan a wedding and watching people get COVID and being scared about said wedding. <laughs> so, fair enough. The world's a fucking nightmare, Mark. That was he's doing his part to get us through this segment as fast as possible. Well, last week was long. <laughs> they've been oh, they've all been long recently. The <laughs> HRR segments have been shorter than the Rocking Horror World segments recently. How is oh yuck. Mark, <laughs> I watched Vicious Fun from 2021 yeah. a couple yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. This was, I think, my top one, but I can't remember if it was like my 1B and I was specifically not choosing the number one one or something like that. Yeah, I can't that remember was a normal worked. sentence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody knows what I'm talking about. I do. I know. Well, not everyone, but. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not right. But if whatever. not, it was my dark horse. Uh, but in any case, this is the one where the guy ends up at a support group of sorts for serial killers where they yep. uh you know support each other and trade trade secrets and that type of thing it's almost exactly what you would think this movie is <laughs> <laughs> which is a okay. uh schlocky fun like gore not really gore fest it's not extremely splattery or anything like that but mm. it's not like bereft. Yeah, it's not bereft of blood. <laughs> there's there's plenty okay. of violence in this movie, okay. but it's not on the level of uh, Terrifier or something similar. <laughs> yeah, those are two very tonally different things. Yeah, this so. one, it's I, the one word I wrote down at the bottom at the end of my notes was romp. This is yeah, a okay. blast. Um, I highly recommend it. I it They know what they were doing. They know they're making this for genre fans. There's a bunch yep. of scenes that are very clearly like winking at the camera that are quite funny actually mm-hmm. um and all of that aside from the fact that there is pretty good chemistry just between all of the actors and these stylized characters are able to kind of give these punchy performances that keep you interested the entire time through um it's on shutter so i mean we say this twice an episode three times an episode at least but i mean go watch it it's on shutter why not? It's i mean it's not going to scare you but it is a good uh, if you're looking for a good like horror comedy this is probably one of them. Hey, speaking of horror comedies, I also watched Boys from County Hill. Yes. Also on Shutter. <laughs> That's on my short list. Okay, it is. Okay, yeah. good. That's on my very short list. So. Yeah. And also from 2021, if you can't tell, the theme for this week is going through my Getting. 2021 list and yeah. trying to catch up so I don't get too far behind in, yeah. in the push. It's a lost year. Um, so a few things about this movie. I thought it was going to be very like Tucker and Dale or uh you know like a Simon sure. Pegg Nick Frost style thing. Yeah. It's not so much. This was a horror movie that happened to have a few funny points much oh. more than it was a comedy movie that happened to be set against a horror backdrop. So it wasn't consistently funny? It has funny characters. Yeah. There is sort of like a Nick Frost-esque like character who's providing some comedic backdrop to uh-huh. it. Um but it's not it's not like playing for laughs most of the time. Huh. It is a it, it's a dramatic piece that is about, you know, like I mean the main conflict of the thing at the beginning is that they're trying to build on this land that's a like a natural reserve that's keeping this town alive with tourism and the development companies coming in to to build on it so it's like that's one of the main themes and the guy who's running it is this kid from the town and everybody in the town is like old friends are mad at him for doing this because is it funny like vampires versus the bronx is funny yeah 
Okay. That's a funny right. movie, but it's not a comedy. I would also say that I, and I it would sounds like it has guess. something to do that's similar, you know? It's very, very similar. Yeah. Um, I would venture a guess that you guys probably think this is funnier than I do. I don't know. Okay. Typically, you guys, I don't know, you guys like the, sometimes these just tickle your funny bone a little bit more than Well, me. it's I'll be able to report back in, I don't know, anywhere from one week to two years, so. Okay, well then maybe yeah. if you're going to report back on this sometime in the next two years, two years, yeah, um, no, it'll be this year. I'll just put a pin in it. It does the. No, it'll be this year. There's there's a lot of interesting stuff that this does. The <laughs> mechanism that well, you'll see what I mean. There's there's something specific associated with this movie that I thought was absolutely fantastic. Okay, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Remind me how you watched it. That was also Shutter. Okay, of course it was. Uh, Very solid. And just to Um, say the name again, because I think we only said it once, it's Boys from County Hell. Boys from County Hell. Very nice. Well, boys, let's go to the feature presentation uncharacteristically quickly. 21 minutes in. Jake got in my head. (laughs) Over at ADCHort.com this week, we watched 2016's Holidays. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. And speak on that. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Wax. <laughs> Offer a reason, sir. Uh, Jack, I picked this for a number of reasons. Uh, let's go with three. Let's go with a, a three-pronged <laughs> okay. approach as to why I picked this movie, okay? All right. The first is that uh, I want... Actually, it might be a four-pronged approach. We're just going to see. I'm going to abandon the prongs right now. I wanted to watch it. It had been a good while. Good start. And, then it's a good know, start. It's one of those that we have reviewed officially for A to Z Horror, but only in blog format from a long time ago. But here's the real reason. <laughs> this was one of our test episodes as we were kind of kicking around the idea of becoming podcast official. I think it's saved in our files as episode point one two five. Because live, live free or die holidays, which I think listeners, we'll just go ahead and borrow that again. <laughs> the way this whole thing started was we used to write these up uh, individually. And before we started working on the write-up, we would just have a Skype call where we'd talk about the movie to like get some thoughts going about it. And then we were like, hey, that could be it. That could be what we do. Yeah, the instead, talking part. Yeah, in, instead of having to go through the process of writing, especially in the style that we did, where it was response, like one call person, and response. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a lot. So we kicked it around. We did this as kind of like a test episode. It was obviously not there, so it never saw the light of day. And hey, Patreon members, you're going to be able to listen to that piece of shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, the the ones that pay enough will. <laughs> defeating America, <We're, laughs> gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for actually providing a, per, a reason to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, because I, I you flat refused exactly to what. listen to the holidays episode. Well, that's probably for the best. I hope I hope those uh, $10 level uh, patrons are champing at the bit because woof. Uh, another... Not not necessarily reason, but I'm gonna make it one. Uh, Off air conversation that's happened during the past week between Mark and myself. There was a, some question as to why I decided to pick holidays in this crap of horror movies because it's nowhere near a holiday. That might be why. Let's go ahead and go with that's why, right? Uh, I don't want this to be too <laughs> holiday adjacent to any, particularly of those that are covered in the film, because I don't want to create bias. Okay, I'm a professional. Interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. You know, we're close to Labor Day. There's not a Labor Day segment. Exactly. We're right in the middle of where it's not coverage. There's no coverage. My favorite holiday is whichever one is the next one that gets me off of working for a day. That's Labor Day. Yeah. I think. It is now. 
Okay. I a couple months later, it's a different one. Last week, Hawaii celebrated like statehood incorporation day on okay. last Friday as we record this. I get so many holidays. It's great. <laughs> Fuck you. Must be nice. Yeah. It it is nice because I didn't have any holidays for four years. <laughs> yeah, you you Yeah, you it. paid your dues. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Either way, we've all seen this before because we talked about it on a podcast previously. And reviewed and we it also, style. Yeah, you can go over to A to Z Horror, A hyphen Z Horror.com and find it if you can navigate through the, I think, pretty well constructed website. Oh, it's not hard. It's not hard to find. I'll stand by yeah. that. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll even put a link in the show sheet. Who knows? Ooh. Getting yeah. Spicy. Show notes. So yeah. uh, you can check it out. We've all seen it before. But Jake, you picked this movie. You know what that means. It's time to do the 30-second plot synopsis. Oh, dude, it's not going to take Good 30 luck. seconds. I'm, 30 not do- seconds I'm not doing this. I will not Or on the goddamn you. clock. I mean, you're doing it. It's going to start when you start. This is an anthology movie set around holidays that happen during the calendar year. It's just kind of like storybook flips pages, and it goes through different holiday-themed segments. One's Valentine's Day, one's St. Patrick's Day, one's Easter, one's Mother's Day, one's Father's Day, one's Halloween, one's Christmas, and one's New Year's Eve. They're all very tangentially related to the holidays at best, and that's the end. (laughs) Yeah. 12 seconds left, but yeah, Yeah. sure. I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) Just just kill it. Ah, Let it play out while we talk. Who gives a shit? The whistle's coming about now, The whistle's happened at some point, yeah. Yeah. I stopped Um, my timer, so I won't know when. I'm not falling prey to the trap of trying to dive into any of the synopses of the individual segments. We're going to get into those anyway with the slightly modified format that I suggest we take this week, boys. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into that. Jake, there's a couple of things going on here. One, we Mm. talked about a weird format we're doing in the group chat. It's not that that weird. I don't remember because my brain is foggy. Sure. Two, my throat hurts a little, so I am... Now officially abdicating Abdicating. host responsibilities to you. That's fine, man. We've done this not really officially uh, with anthology films, but I I personally enjoy doing it with these styles of movies, uh, which is where we break it down segment by segment. Break it down. We we talk about those. So you're not going to get the overarching, this is what the movie does right, middle, wrong, nits. What you're going to get is each segment in a fast format, just right, just wrong, hold your nits, Jack. I'm looking at you and speaking to you when I say that. For each one, okay? Right and wrong for each one. Wait, hold your nits. Hold your nits. What if it's a what if and it's a nit and knots? What if the, what if it's the a nit that's exclusive to that segment? Not You're gonna to just need to bring it back up because this is too, gonna be too bloaty. And then my hope, my secret hope that's not secret anymore is that I think you might forget. I thought I was gonna get to blow my whistle like eight S- times. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck it. Do you want to do the nits for each one? Yeah. Let's yeah. Do nits in each okay. One. So we're not like going to do middle. I really, only, I didn't write any nits. We're, we're not. I didn't either. We're not going to do middle though, right? We're not doing middle. It's no, okay. We're just so we talk one. about we'll just, it. We'll talk about each. We're free for a minute. We're going to talk about each one. Uh, okay. We're going to talk. What we're going to do because you've just blew up my format. We're yeah, going to talk about each one. Time talking At about the, the end of then. each segment, we are going to give that particular segment a rating, just an overall. And then at the end, we'll go into our, our ratings and our who's it for and all that stuff. Okay. okay. Cool. That sounds good. It's now, pretty Now, here's my, my last question for you, Jake. Do we want to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, or are we content with just no, yeah, saying it's anthology and holiday? Uh, Yeah, I'm content with that, actually, because then it gets pretty diluted. Yep. I don't so know. there you go. Fuck it. We get we could talk about how e- we'll 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 get into e- we'll each add one it a to each segment. More. I mean, yeah, I mean, we kind of will. We'll talk about what it is. There's there's one other that belong that it belongs. Okay, to we're gonna do it in the segment is, when we when we when we when we intro each one, which is holiday. 
I said holiday. I said oh. anthology and holiday. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, he said those two things. Okay. I'm just being thorough. Did I? I did. I say holiday. Yeah, you, you did. probably I said did. Okay, I was. I was both. pulling up the ratings <laughs> document to make sure we had our old scores. You definitely said both. You're okay. All right, because I've I've had two beers so far, boys, and I haven't. I, I'm. That's engines great. are revved. That's great. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> well, while you keep your engines revved, let's talk. Oh about shit! Valentine's I I'm, Day. I am so sorry. He he gave this to me for the entirety of the rest of the show. <laughs> I well, not the entirety. You're gonna have to take it back nearish the end. But yeah, we're gonna jump in now. We're gonna do the first segment of this. It opens. You see a book, and you're immediately into the first segment, which is Mark just it, said. It's Valentine's Day. That's where we're starting with this whole thing, guys. It is interesting. We, How do you guys feel about the book uh, format for an anthology? Doesn't bother. Well, I. It doesn't bother me. It's you can take of one of two. You can take one of two approaches. One is. You have to be on one side of the continuum, is what I'm trying to say. One totally. is like, I don't really, I'm not going to go into in depth. I'm just going to give you the storybook and it's flip like the pages. laziest one, yeah. But it's or also it's have not, a it's really not... good frame narrative. Exactly, I you know, totally tra- agree. With the you. trap is in the middle there. Okay, so and I think this what? one. I mean, this storybook narrative is like, here are segments. It's <laughs> totally fine. It's literally it's t- nothing. How? You wanted some kid to like go and pick it up off a library shelf. You wanted like a little bit of Wait, like how are, are we you... looking at the book? So which what anthology movie has fallen into this trap of being in the middle? Yeah. Uh, which VHS was it? Yeah, it's done that. Yeah, the VHS franchise has one. done it before. Oh, the VHS one with the ice cream truck, number three, VHS viral. That's the trash movie. It had that one had to be a yes, at least that one. Maybe. But that one and frame also narrative. it just happens to have a bad frame. That's narrative. What I don't I'm like saying. the I don't like the frame narrative of the second one either as much that's as, what as I'm the saying. first. Like, what was the second one? The second one is the the they the people have the the tape. It's not like the person going through the house finding the VHS tapes. It's right, the the, the, the family. Uh they're not the family. The the kids find the VHS tape and like it's kind of a part of it. It's also like number 4, I think. It's a very weird frame huh, narrative. I'm I can't. part of it. <laughs> I truly cannot remember the second VHS. I'm really having trouble articulating it, but you know. It's fine. Luckily we're not reviewing that movie. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm also mission, biased. Oh, go ahead, Mark. My mission, should I choose to accept it for this episode, is to draw it out as much as possible. <laughs> I don't think. You well, you don't choose. have to accept it, Mark, as you noted. <laughs> yeah, you, you do it anyway, too. I'm, I'm also biased to especially like the storybook uh, frame mm, narrative because one of my favorite movies of all time, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, employs oh, precisely that. Narrative. It's exactly this. I can't it believe, is exactly this. I can't believe you haven't watched Ballad of Buster Scruggs in your current state within the last. Oh, week. I've watched it four or five times. Okay. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> it's most of what I'm watching. It's like that and Becker for some reason. <laughs> I can't. Guys, Becker's it, such dude. a bad TV show. I can't get over it. <laughs> how, do, how do you? I don't even know where to go from here. Like I said earlier, to me, it's just a bowl of oatmeal. It's sustenance that gets the job done, but it's yep. tasteless and boring. I'm totally fine with it. Sure, it doesn't bother me at all. It is a vehicle to get you between. Yeah. All and in one like this things. where, I don't know, I think he'd be hard-pressed to have a good frame narrative. I prefer what they did to a shitty frame narrative. Totally. Oh, absolutely. So they open a book, they go to Valentine's Day, and we begin the, the episode. One thing I do want to mention with, the, which he, with each of these, is how you say that, is who directed them and what they've done. Kevin Kolsch, oh, nice. Dennis Widmeyer. Both those last names are strongly evocative of beer types. <laughs> one a brand, one a style. And uh, they've done what? They did Starry Eyes. They did the most recent Pet Cemetery. And I think all of us really liked Starry Eyes, or at least really respected it. I, I really respect it. I like Starry Eyes. I didn't really yeah, like Starry, Starry Eyes. Eyes. I liked Starry it. Eyes is good. I did like the remake of the Pet, Pet Cemetery. Cemetery. Okay. 
Yeah. At least Kolsch did that. I don't know if Widmeyer was with him or not, but whatever. I only do so much research for this. All right. Well, let's talk about Valentine's Day. What does it do right? Is that how we're starting? Yeah, we're just kind of talking about it. You guys didn't want to do it with the, you know, right, wrong only. So now we're just talking about it. No, I like the, it. I like the right, wrong. Talking about I like it, the right, wrong for it, buddy. I mean, I always have a special place in my heart for the character studies of an absolutely psychopathic kid who's bullied in high school. That's the focus of a lot of movies. Takes you back. Almost always works. Yeah. Sometimes it's pretty brutal. Kind of depends on the cruelty <laughs> level of the bullies. Yeah, the bully here is extremely cruel, extremely but annoying. The, the writing on this one makes it not work. It's all so on the nose. It's like yeah, it's very turn the, the bullying up to eleven, turn the psychopathy up to eleven, turn the partner of the the like. Uh, I guess he's not. I don't know what he is. The, the teacher, but like turn the assholeness of his partner up to eleven. Tur- it's turn kind everything of a lot of, up to eleven. It's kind of There's a lot no of subtlety. this. That's kind yeah. of a lot of this across the different segments, though, right? Yeah, I mean, namely the bully. It's it's a very abrasive and annoying way in an annoying way character. Uh, not necessarily in a oh my god you're so cruel. I mean, she is exceptionally cruel, but it's Dude, she more... makes fun of her dad for having committed suicide. Yeah, I mean brutal. that seems pretty rough. Yeah, I mean that in particular wasn't nice. She also like is just remorselessly like she was she would have been fine with her just drowning like that yeah she's 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 a piece of shit she's a piece of shit real piece of shit real piece of shit really real gets, piece of shit really yeah. gets what's coming to her I mean look <laughs> she the the girl she's bowling her name's Maxine she snaps and uh, rips her heart out with a fucking box cutter box cutter and and uh, gives it to her diving coach that she has a crush on for Valentine's Day because he is running a charity uh, to get hearts for people. So no, to gave... get a heart for himself. It's for, oh, for himself. himself. That's oh. why he couldn't get mad that's... at what's her name, the the bully Heidi. That's also why his partner's such a fucking asshole because she gets mad at him because he has to go to the charity like uh, talent show to raise money for his own heart transplant, and his partner doesn't want to go with him and mm-hmm. is mad at him that they have to go do that instead of going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, he couldn't get mad at Heidi because Heidi was organizing the event, so he he was kind of locked. Gotcha. Well, in terms of what he which is do. a they problem I had with this. How much money was the fucking school talent show raised, like run by a dickhead, gonna raise for his heart transplant? I mean, I don't know, man. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, I but the the question that. is, does then it get on the local news, and then it gets picked up by like a regional affiliate, and then, and then you know, you have before some sort you know of, it, like a viral challenge that's happening in service of saving money for somebody. Yeah, they start pouring ice buckets on people. Exactly. There's a flash mob. Yep. You nailed it. See, uh-huh. that's what's going to happen. Are ALS? I think so. Maybe not. I don't remember look, what the ice buckets were up. for. They're all for a good cause. That's all that matters. All of a sudden, he's on Will It Blend? I don't you know? know what that is. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's a show where they put things in blenders to determine if they will blend. Wow. All right. <laughs> sounds enlightening. <laughs> sounds like I'm it's super on happy about it. Sounds like yeah, a YouTube show. A YouTube show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Something that I do like about this particular segment is... I don't want to call it like the technical aspects, but I think it's shot interestingly. I love the it's, use of light. I love I a say, lot of the angles that they use. We've talked about this before. Yeah, this one is either the most stylized or tied for the most stylized. Of I all think of it's them, the I most. Think. I think it's the most. I mean, they're all stylized yeah. in their own particular way. Yeah, but this one's so heavy on it, and it's so evocative, especially with like the. This one's kind of got that. Um, you know, almost uh, it follows a trancey, yeah. like electronic music oh, going yeah, on too. And then it's got like what I can only describe as like, I don't know, kind of anime or like Scott Pilgrim versus the world style, like asides to it. Like when she, you know, the f- zooms in on her and the background kind of blurs yeah. and gets colorized and stuff. It's yeah. it's very comic booky in that way. 
They use very aggressive lighting setups. Totally. Oh my god, yeah. 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 And that's Throughout all very the cool. entirety of the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all that. And it's kind of interjected got... with with very much not that. Like in particular, the the whole sequence where she stalks and, and kills Heidi. That's that's such a transition to how yeah. the rest of it plays out that I think that flows very well together. Totally. Uh, totally. It makes the the whole murder scene like all the more abrasive and and uh, everything outside of that all the more I guess like ethereal. I don't know. Ethereal is not the right this word. This one is very vibey. This one like is essentially just a vibe to me. It's just a weird. This is a bizarre feeling. Yeah, Valentine's Day. It's about a vibe. all it is. Because here's what I didn't like about it: the writing in this one is pretty bad. Like like I said, nothing is subtle. All the characters are just turned up to eleven. It doesn't have much else yeah. going on. Well, and it doesn't have a lot to do with the holiday. I and I I, I want to address that here because it's going to continue to come up. Like yeah, this very few of them do. <laughs> entire this entire movie is so it's an anthology called holidays with segments that are the holidays but none of none none of them are about the holidays and i remember from our first review really shitting on that aspect in particular and i have done a 180 on that i think i fucking love it at this point <laughs> and let me it's explain an interesting transition. let me explain why it's like they gave all these guys a prompt and they were like you are going to have a holiday and it's maybe it's make it more fun here is the holiday and i want you to create a short that is just barely well, about that just Jake, barely here's my issue is that you're begging the question because i disagree I with your premise. love the fact that i'm begging the question jack you're, i disagree with your premise because easter is very hard eastery that one is different yeah and well, this then, we'll talk about that. Christmas that one, see, that one that's a, a gigantic Christmas failure. Christmas is pretty Christmassy. <laughs> and yeah, New see, Year's I, is sort of New Year's. I, I, okay, I'm going to disagree with Jake the hardest. I think there's like two in here that are not very holiday oriented, and the rest mm. of them do a pretty Halloween good job. And, so what, Halloween and Valentine's Day are the two? Or Halloween and Father's Day, maybe? Well, yeah, probably Halloween and Father's Day, even though I love Father's mother's Day. Mother's Day. and Mother's Day is about being a mother. Father's Day is about having a dad. All of these. Giving birth to a scary Valentine's Day takes place on Valentine's Day. You, whatever, okay, dude. Okay, hold on. These Valentine's not... Day is a segment about a guy who literally needs a heart. He writes this girl a Valentine, mm -hmm. and then she cuts out a bully's heart to give it to him as a present, a wash in pink Day. light on Valentine's Day. What I think is interesting is that this is not... I'm going to revise my take because I understand your point, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is these are not the types of segments that walking into this the first time we were expecting for a movie that is literally called holidays. And we can go back and like read our written review. Like we were all like, Oh, not related. Right. I think that it's really cool that these segments that exist that are, are they take place in the right amount related to the holiday without being so overtly about it that you can't yeah. watch it at any other point in the year. It's more thematic than it is iconographically Valentine's Day. That is and a that's much cool. better way of putting that. I and I think I think I like that about it much more on second viewing than on first. I agree with you. Yes. And now that I've seen thousands more horror movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. if if, e if each of these were like diving into something that was so like drenched in that holidays, I hate using the word vibe because you said the Valentine's segment is a vibe, which I agree with, but if they were drenched in that, It'd be I don't much. think I would enjoy the whole thing as much. It would be a bit much. Yeah, it's still a good watch, yeah, because of that. Like, whatever. I completely agree. Slight ratings, spoilers. 
Um, I also can't get over just. Well, I know I talked about it, but his partner is the writing on this is like yeah, I can't get it. over what an asshole his partner is. Yeah, she's that, mean. Like she's upset she's with him that he has to go to the school fundraiser to raise money for his own heart transplant. Yep. Yep. That that ripped me out of this segment. <laughs> I don't know. It was so over the top that it didn't really. Do much. The whole thing like, is very over the top. It's yeah. classic. It's classic injecting drama horror movie in a in a between a couple uh, just to like have conflict where you don't need it type of thing. Yeah, where the it's, family immediately starts fighting about something wholly arbitrary because they're in a haunted house or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ultimately, and though, which I, isn't to say like fights between like amongst partners can't be arbitrary they often are but like this one's so just like out of the blue and for no you know what i mean unbelievable it just it kind of seemed like another way for them to interject it oh yeah it's valentine's day it was like if you took that scene out it would just be about the the heart itself and he wrote her a valentine but that's that's <laughs> one scene. That's he's arguing with his and wife also, about Valentine's dinner. Okay, and but writing now we're talking about two scenes. And that's the same scene. That, like, he was he was <laughs> sitting it's down the same to write. Scene. It's a five minute long. Are movie. we to believe he was sitting down to write his <laughs> partner a Valentine, and then he changes his mind at the last second and makes I thought it he out was, to? I, I thought he was writing it to Heidi, which kind of introduces. Also I, very creepy. I can't tell if there's another like hidden layer to this thing that's extremely creepy of him just being a pedophile. And if I was the high school swim team coach or diving coach or whatever i don't think i'd take my shirt off under any circumstances now i'm not a hunk like this guy but i was gonna say never, you don't have pecs nevertheless, like that. nevertheless it is yeah it's an interesting balance if you're a hunk you're like legally compelled to take your shirt off yeah. at all times pop that shirt off but at the same time but if you're a high you're school swim america's coach youth yeah uh, i think it's certainly fine not. i think it's fine I think it's fine. I think Jack. there's probably some type of standard where, like, the other teachers have to rate how physically attractive you are, and as long as you're mm. above a certain threshold, yeah. threshold, it's then deemed, you're allowed to. Yeah, it's deemed not creepy. And he's a hunk enough to pop his shirt off. Oh yeah, do you kids. see his smile? <laughs> Woo, <laughs> dreamy. It's Total. Like the first dream time boat. I listened to the Beatles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, I we I think we've kind of done this. I that the other the only other thing I have to say about this segment is that anthologies typically don't, nor should they start with their strongest segment, and that holds true here as well. Agreed. Let's rate. It's it. also not its worst. Don't do that either. Don't start with your worst or your best. <laughs> Definitely not its worst. Its worst is orders of magnitude worse than any of the other ones for me. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. And it could it, well, I don't know. It could come down to two. I'm not sure which one. We're I, not going to oh give that away. I, instead of rating them, I ranked them. Yes, that's from, what I'm saying. From one to eight. I, I let's have do a that. Let's do very that. clear memory. I don't remember what we talked about on the first time we tried to do this as a podcast. I have a very clear memory that I think the only things I said were about how much I hated one segment in particular. <laughs> yep. Let's. Uh, so, yes, we're not rating each of these. We are ranking them. So Valentine's Day is the first of, what, eight segments? Eight. I think I said six in my 32nd. Ocho. Eight segments. Where does this rank? Oh my god! I haven't done this. Um, uh, you can go third, Mark. This comes okay. in at three for me. This, this comes in at three for you. Third best. Third, third best, best segment. Uh, this comes in at six for me. So sixth best. Wow, brutal. Not you brutal. Hate Valentine's Day. Where would you say Valentine's Day falls overall, as far as in holidays? holidays? Yeah. Um, of the ones that I'm immediately recalling, whatever last is last. Okay, so this is poisoning your take. <laughs> Uh no, it's. I not. want to see. I want to see a chart of your how you would rate the holiday itself versus how you ended up rating this like the segment. That's I what make, I want. I, I want to know what the those. correlation is there. I could make one of those. So, okay, just of the eight. Yeah. Uh, do you have a piece of paper? No. Okay. 
<laughs> you have a printer right there. Do you have a pen? <laughs> of course. I mean, not on me. Give Jesus me one. Christ. Go get it. Go okay. get it. All right, boys. I've determined that this is fourth on my ranking list. Fourth of eight. Go get me the pen. <laughs> Scarecrow. How long would you say Valentine's Day was? Uh, eight and a half minutes. Okay, we've been talking about it for. That's why I said I wanted to go fast. And you're like, no, we have to add each fucking minutia. It's a whole vibe, Mark. It's a vibe. You didn't blow the whistle ever either. Oh, oh, we're not doing that. No. (laughs) People look weird. God, this is somehow going to be worse than episode point one two five. Somehow, the next we're we're done. We're done with Valentine's Day. I'm not doing. I'm not indulging you. The second segment is St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Now this is. I'm not indulging you. I won't Wait, do did it. Wait, did you say what your ranking was, Jake? <laughs> he said it was six, I think. Yeah, I said it was six. Okay. Uh, okay, so the second one is St. Patrick's Day. This is Gary Shore who directed this. He is Irish, notably. Uh, he directed Dracula Untold. I don't have much of a, a thought on his his prior work or sense, really. He is Polly Shore's cousin. Is that real? No, Or are I you just that saying that because he has the last name? I was like, Shore. that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say to that either. Uh, yeah, he did Dracula Untold. Cool, great, cool. Anyway, cool. this is this one uh, ramps up the weirdness level from Valentine's Day. This and just takes it into so a whole weird. other realm of weird. Uh, this is about a teacher who really wants a baby, and she teaches I don't know what would we say like fifth, sixth grade age kids. Um, yeah, you didn't I, look, want to get bogged down in the minutia. Huh? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. There, there is a whole pagan thing about snakes, and you know, if you think about St. Patrick's Day and what St. Patrick is is like regarded as having done in historical terms he banished snakes from Ireland. I'm not going to get into it. Whatever. She gets impregnated and births a serpent because there's like this whole pagan thing happening. It's a trip. This one is really interesting to me, especially on repeat viewing the thematic parts of it where they especially go into like they're actually most scholars agree weren't any snakes in Ireland during St. Patrick's time. Sure. And so what they're what they're referring to is like Catholicism banishing non-Catholic people like pagans from Ireland and here they're doing the reverse of that like taking a good Irish girl and making her a pagan heathen well they're getting they're getting back yeah they're adding the serpents back it's yeah it's on the nose I mean like the whole thing with the greaser pagan dad demon guy the the Danny Zuko part is very strange (laughs) Danny fucking Zuko I mean, my quote at the intro of this was just a direct quote from, like, her mother, the teacher's mother in this, where she she's at church praying, and there's a voicemail playing over the top of it with just absolutely choice stuff being said. Insane. I thought I thought this one was really funny. Th- this one is very funny, because, like, this one, it's... And I don't know how it hit me, because at first I didn't like it, but then I very... Like, once they committed to it harder, I, I liked, liked it. it a lot. When they and what I mean by that is, like, this one is the woman becomes impregnated by a snake after... Or she's pregnant after a night of drinking. Then she learns, when she goes to the doctor, there's a snake growing inside of her. And at first I was like, everybody's being so chill about this woman having a snake inside of her. And, like, her mom calls, and it's like, we've got you an appointment with the zoo... Yeah. This is gonna be fine. And at first yeah. I was like, this is weird. The but doctor the, the doctor's like, you know Rosemary's baby? It's like Rosemary's it's like that, reptile. But with a snake. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, harder they committed to it, doing. the more I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot. So that's pr- thing prime that this one does correctly to me. It's the humor. I think that they hit that on the head and then it kind of went into a very weird direction that I also enjoyed for a different reason. The, I, at the, the end when they're having frivolous weirdness with their serpent 
child. It, it was funny. I, I liked it a lot. The other thing this one does well is the little kid is genuinely terrifying. Oh, like when the woman is freaking Christ. out and being very ill in her classroom, and the woman, the girl, is just like grinning at her in a fucking yeah. horrifying fashion. Yes, that, I, I that mean, works. That's very effective. Little little Grania, gingers, dude. Well cast. Oh yeah, Grania did a perfect job. Yep. yep. Uh, nailed it. Oh my god! This one's better in concept than in execution, though. Like the snake dancing at the end looks very bad. It looks. It's very... clearly just a big stuffed uh, snake. It looks very awesome, <laughs> especially the still frames where its head's just kind of like half in frame. It's like they, they, they're like not even trying to a certain degree, and it just hits perfectly for me. I don't know. I laughed out loud multiple times during this segment. Yeah, I do like this one. I I went back and was reading my notes. I think I'm just gonna read my notes from the last time because I did from the first like 2016. From the very first time. Okay. I just wrote a well, series five of five fucking years ago, huh? Yeah, here we go. This is this is the difference that five years makes. Uh fucking child laughter sound effect. That's a good point. There is some canned child laughter that I think is the same child laughter that you hear at the beginning of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. Goddamn soulless ginger fucks. Okay, here oh, wow. Nice. Um, uh <laughs> Okay. Um Okay. You know what? People change. People change a lot over time. <laughs> Mark's bigotry against <laughs> redheaded people has really changed in five years. It was years. really, it was really in the a la mode to to make fun of redheaded people. It was a la mode. Yeah. Continue in the fashion. <laughs> Just I understand what a la mode means. <laughs> uh, all about them spirals. What the fucking shit. Boom, black vomit. Grania's a little psychopath, isn't she? For the record, a snake's gestational period is about three months. And holy shit, I want that squirrel mask. So, are you going to do this in every segment now? I might. If it's fast. It's kind of fun. I enjoyed that. Okay, and do it, It did Mark. remind me that the spiral imagery is also thematically throughout this thing, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She wakes up, and isn't there like a spiral of uh, shopping, shopping carts? carts? Yeah, yeah. shopping the carts, and then in the car, and then the snake makes a spiral at the end. Like, it's all over the place visually. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this one is well-constructed. It's very, Call very strange. Motif. It's trying to be, there are motifs involved. I liked it. I mean, I, I think if there's something that it did wrong, it's that it's so weird that a lot of people are not going to like this. I could have done without the Danny Zuko bit. I, that part Fucking didn't Danny Zuko. I part- kind of... I kind of like the idea of throwing something in that is just asynchronous, just the completely this, un- un- The end of this segment is insane. It is <laughs> yeah. insane. Okay, she there are meets Danny many, Zuko. She meets Danny Zuko. Who Grania's is there. Grania's there's father. A, there's a giant serpent that has Danny Zuko's hair and her lips, and it's made of paper mache. And there are about thirty people wearing like squirrel masks and shit yeah, around a tree dancing. And they, but they I end, like this one a lot. I didn't think I mark. I don't like the inclusion of the Danny Zuko bit just as a randomness, random uh, thing <laughs> in there. <laughs> I I don't. I want to know why they did it. I I don't dislike it. It's not so random and weird that it. Well, it's it is random and weird, but it's not so random. crazy that it distracts random from the whole thing. Um. I I agree, considering what it is as a whole. Yeah, this whole thing is a wash in the sea of random. Yeah. The fact that there's a greaser is like, oh yeah, okay, that's also at, at that point I was primed. It yeah. was it didn't matter to me, sure. right? So I it was fine. Is it, it a tunnel snakes bit? Was this reference? Was this a reference to Fallout Three? No, almost certainly not. Maybe though it could have been, but I doubt it. Fan man. theory, fan theory, yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. The other thing that I I had pondered putting on what it does wrong, but I'm not going to because of you know the whole concept of this anthology and 
fan theory, I'm just hoping that they sent people prompts and like gave them very, you know, minor directions around like how weird they had to make it, etc. It's kind of a tall order to start with what Valentine's Day was and then get weirder before you move on and potentially get stronger. You could lose some people when you look at the finished product. Because again, I, I said this a few minutes ago, this is not for everybody. Anthology movies aren't for everybody. They aren't. And I think even those that would proclaim to like them, this one's probably for less people. Agreed. <laughs> this is for fewer people than most anthologies. I think so, personally. Man, that's interesting to think about. But I that, like it. Okay, I have an idea for a podcast episode. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Ranking anthologies. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I like it. Let's make an anthology of anthologies. Yeah. Do we have any nits with or neats or anything? Knots for that and one. We've talked about one. everything that my... Well, Mark wanted an oh, opportunity to blow his whistle eight fucking times, and he's taken it none. Mark's always blowing his whistle, a, you know what I mean? I did it once already, and this is the second segment. I was Quite gonna. Pants. Whores mm. is a weird way was to spell horse. Gonna. It is. Yeah. Oh, she clearly was. That was Grania's paper. She clearly wasn't. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the teacher did. didn't know that she knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, she was like silly. Kid. The teacher was like, so how did, "Why do you think this is why? How you spell yeah, horse?" Exactly, <laughs> exactly. She probably, yeah, you know, whatever. horse. Okay, <laughs> I'm. I I only had one. It's a it's a neat pick. Uh, Loki MVP of the segment is the beginning film that they're watching featuring St. Patrick just hammer tossing snakes into the ocean. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Just swinging them around, swinging yeah. rubber snakes around. Full on hammer toss into the Irish, <laughs> tosh, toss into the Irish Sea. Perfect stuff. Pretty fucking rad. Like that a lot. Love it. What are we going to rank it? The Well, the only other thing I had was that guy, for being Danny Zuko, was doing a very bad Danny Zuko impression. Uh, yeah. So, that's all. Yeah, I have this as number three. I had this as number five. I had this as number three. Jesus Christ. So I mean, I guess that's really not that much separation. As... And I Mark, guess what did you have, is... Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day was number three. Okay. Yeah. You know? That's going to take us to Easter. Hell, yeah, it is. If only we had a host to guide us through. Sorry, I'm trying to do your stupid ass <laughs> assignment, teacher. God. I have to, I'll do it later. He's Fuck just you. writing horse with WHs yeah, all I'm over the Yeah, I'm spelling that. it wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I can only multitask to such Mark, a degree. Wrap his knuckles with a ruler real good. <laughs> Never do this. Never do this. I have a uh, yardstick. You are correct, though. The next one is Easter. It was directed by <laughs> Nicholas McCarthy. He directed such films as The Pact, At the Devil's Door, and The Prodigy. Have you seen any of those films? Uh, I have seen all of them. I haven't seen The Pact. That's his. That's the first one, and the, the the other two have released while we've been doing this project. I think the pact was like 2012, 2013. I couldn't I tell know. you. I haven't that's seen it. A little older. Uh, Prodigy is the like most last recent year. one. Yeah, like and last year. it was two years ago. It was a bit weird, but it was good. I mean, it was okay. it was that was obviously had some funding behind it. That's the one where there's something wrong with the kid, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one movie. That it was one a very unique dime. concept. Yep. Um. I don't think either of you guys saw that movie. It I was... think I did see The Project. Weirdly, I, I think that's one of the like six movies I saw that year. God, you would make a choice like that. And it's like, is that Mark? It's, <laughs> it's like a really dark. The movie itself is really dark in like an old school kind of a mansion. It's pretty s- small, like capital S small movie. The, I do think I saw The Prodigy. See, the problem with this, Jack, is you're still describing like any one of about a dozen different movies. Yeah, and I don't know. I definitely like this one sounds familiar to me but i don't know 
um, it was good, but uh, it was on like the same level as the boy, I guess is what I would say. Like good, not great. Had a lot of money behind it. It was highly polished, but not a lot of new ideas. All that right. Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike, unlike this segment, which has a lot of new ideas in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake, you want to give us a quick synopsis of yeah, this segment? Yeah, sure. So. As you mentioned earlier, this one's the most closely tied to the holiday itself. Uh, this one actually frames it around the childhood experience of Easter, if you're of a certain family, I suppose, where kids in bed, kids, you know, talking to her mom um, about how the Easter bunny is going to come at night. And she has questions, questions a kid would ask, right? Like, you know, what What if the I'm awake when the Easter bunny sees me? Is it a real bunny? What about that Jesus guy? I heard that he had died and he came back to life. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that supposed to be cre- creepy? Like, Easter is, a is he going to hurt me? The yeah, they and do the a mom, very good job of establishing that Easter is just a buck wild a thing. A fucking weird holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's about uh, reincarnation and, and, and a zombie of a religious figure. And then there's, for some reason, I don't know, bunnies and, and chickens and shit because rebirth. I don't know, springtime, whatever. It takes that and distills it into the type of experience you would have as if you were a kid and you got up and I think what you typically see is like St. Nick comes down the chimney and the kid sees it and it's like, oh, I shouldn't be seen. It shouldn't see me, whatever. But in this case, it's whatever the hell this thing is. Easter Bunny, Jesus, Easter Bunny, Jesus. That, I don't yeah, that's fucking it know. Yes. It is astonishing how cool this one is. Let's I, just get into it. Uh, I wrote down from five years ago. Zombie rabbit Jesus with chicken hands, and I think that's pretty good way of chicken hands with stigmata that oozes out eggs. Well, it oozes out a live chicken at one point. At one point, yeah, it oozes out a lot of things. But which came first, the chicken or the eggs? Exactly. I don't even care. I think the eggs came first in this. I'm not. I think the eggs would have had to have come first because the egg has the same DNA as the chicken that eventually hatches. Literally, we're not having this dumb dick conversation. Literally, the chicken is on screen first in this film. Oh, okay. I said it backwards. What are you talking about? Oh no! Literally, the egg is on screen first. Yeah, that's the first thing that happens. The egg rolls through the door. You idiot. (laughs) You don't know that came out of his hand, though. Duh. No, that that's him. Yeah, exactly. That is him. Oh, the egg. So that egg came first. That egg came first. But that's like, he's like a bunny. That's like a Cadbury egg. That's a fake egg. That's a fake that's, egg. Yeah, that's a bunny egg. That's just yeah, how that's he gets right. around. That's not a He's like egg. Samus. He morphs himself into yeah. that egg shape. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Look, this segment is so fucking cool. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my it is, God. It is conceptually, they, it is conceptually the best in this movie. And it is a, by by so miles. I, I like the concept of St. Patrick's Day a little bit better because I think they do a little no. more with the thematic stuff of it. But this one, you're right that it's very, very cool. The stuff I of, love like this. the kid is confused about all of it and it's like, I don't understand the difference between the Easter Bunny and Jesus. And then the movie's like, well, what How if it, it all wasn't one? In. What if like it's all right fucking here and it's all weird as shit? And what, yeah, and what if it's just as terrifying as if you really sit down and think about Easter as it could be, you know? Yep. Let's yep. like let's take this to like the end. Little degree. chicks coming out of stigmata holes on his hand. Well, yeah, they 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 take it to the nth degree. It's I mean, fucking upsetting. So he there's oh, like it, it that's truly like light is. body horror, and then the the Heavy. creature itself light. is terror terrifying. I think that the like things coming out of the holes in the hands is light body horror. Uh, I think him in general is 
Yeah, you know? he he is body horror. He is a warped. <laughs> he had. I mean, and then there's. Uh, it's it's obvious. And then the just, fact that like she does silhouette. see him. Like, what happens if you see him? Well, you've seen me now. You don't get to go back to your mom anymore. You're gonna yeah. see lots of magical things, but you're coming with me now. Well, she's yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work. And then in a di- it is now body horror. Jesus. I mean, she goes through a transformation at the end. Yeah. Um. And they show you a lot of this creature. Like, they put work into making this costume. Oh, the practical was really good. Uh, and you was, could tell, I, like, yeah. it's it's low light. They You could tell they didn't have a big, yeah. but they fucking nailed it. Oh, for sure. Once you have a costume like this, do you just, like, walk around L.A. in it for, like, a day? I, I mean, would this hope is so. pretty much why Terrifier as a movie exists, right? They made Art the Clown for a uh, short in a different anthology movie, and then they had the idea and the costume. Yeah, I think this one is the candidate the best candidate for something that could be expanded just in oh, terms totally. of how it hits, right? Yep. Not I, in terms of, of what I want to see I, in I was full gonna length. Say, I fully disagree with that. <laughs> what I want to see in full length is not this one. What I think has the most legs is this one. This is what I most want to see, I think. As a full length? Yeah. That's preposterous. I think this is best as a tiny little segment that I agree. is exactly what this is. I agree. Yeah. What, I just what are they going to do what, in a full-length movie that they didn't already do here? Take oh, they're they're gonna gonna take, take, I want to see, the take budget. This, I see the transformation with a budget. So and it's they're going to take this crazy, crazy fucking guy, and he's going to go around to houses and like do really creepy, weird shit. Yeah, People it's, it's going to be up. like lights out, right? It's it's a hard segment to expand into a full feature. But I'm curious to see what the transformation would look like with a good budget and people that know their way around practical like this. Mm-hmm. All right. That's I mean, all I'm saying. I think it's interesting. What does this one do wrong? Honestly, not. I don't. Yeah, I don't have nothing. any notes. It's, it's one essentially just a nitpick for me, and it's that when she is transforming, wait. Up. Oh, when she is transforming, <laughs> you can Three see times. the the ears that are growing out of her. Like it's clearly a shadow puppet kind of thing, and you can see one of them like kind of detach itself and sure. reattach. To well, her. the 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 stop motion, if that's what it was, is a little rough too. Uh, yeah. It just didn't. It didn't feel like. Uh, it's weird to say high quality. <laughs> But it didn't. It wasn't as like perfectly. It didn't look seamless cadenced. and like yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks a little off, but I mean, very little. This movie is. This segment is pretty great. I don't think they could have done better per- personally. No, this guy clearly had a bone to pick with Easter, and he won. He wins that argument. It's kind of, and he's need, totally right? right. Easter is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, explaining any all religion to kids is fucking wild, but. But but <laughs> this is this is when our Lord God turned into a disappeared, so he must. Oh have... my God! Blow the whistle before you say that. He already blew the whistle. Yeah. Oh, you did. Thank God. Blow Jesus it again. Christ. Well, if I blow it again, then we're exiting the segment. I think we are. I'm oh. ready. Let's rank it. Woo! Number one for me. Me as well. This is the best. Yeah, the number best two for me. I figured as much. I know. I know exactly what's gonna be. I know what one. Jake's number oh, one. Oh, everyone who's everyone who w- listens to this podcast knows what my fucking favorite one is. <laughs> this is not shocking at all. Uh, we're moving on to Mother's Day. That's the next important holiday in the year because it's like two weeks after Easter or whatever, and embodies a lot of the same weird floral elements. Um, this one is directed by Sarah Adina Smith. You guys familiar with what she's done in the past? No. Nope. Uh, or since then, I suppose. Uh, Buster's Malhart is the only thing that I was able to find. The, what's his name? Rami Malik joint vehicle. Haven't I seen don't it. don't remember that. Uh, she directed Buster's Malhart starring Rami Malik, And this segment uh, of holidays called Mother's Day, which is kind of about Mother's Day in the sense that there's motherdom, motherhood. 
involved. Look, I'll just go into the plot synopsis because that appears to be what you guys want me to do. Uh, This is one about a woman who gets pregnant literally every time she has sex. She's had, what, 20-some-odd abortions at this point. Totally distraught, as one would be, if if that's where you're at in the process. At the doctor. Doctor's like, some medicine's not going to help you at this point, honey. Here's uh, directions to a cult. You should go there. It's alternative (laughs) medicine. It's a cult. Uh, She goes to the cult, gets drugged up as fuck, impregnated, kept on drugs while she carries the the, whatever the hell is is inside of her, and then ultimately births a full-born demon, full-grown demon. the arm of a full born demon uh ostensibly that whole thing's coming out Probably. i mean i don't know it could be like a mr potato head type of situation excuse me in could what way mr. could potato it be like a mr potato head type of situation? <laughs> so why do you like... also why did you say potato like you're a farmer <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to also embrace... why mr mark it's no mr anymore okay valid point that's well, the there... one valid point you guys just is made. there just a potato head and it's gender fluid you just head? said potato yeah, well, now Mark's got me doing it. Oh, I like it now. <laughs> now everyone's going to think that it's like a natural... Teasing. Now everyone's going to think it's like an Idaho thing. <laughs> how, do we, how do we know there are multiple fertility cults like around? Yeah, I mean, it's Joshua Tree. So There's probably yeah, 80 so of she's them. she's birthing then, the arm. It's a Voltron situation is what you're saying? Yeah, Someone else is birthing the legs and then, and I'll birth the head. Yeah, and then they just kind of mash them together. That this is the one cool. that needs the full-length feature film. That's you, totally. You only that's, get one arm. That's, you know. <laughs> God, you guys. That's a whole thing. The reason this one sucks is because they didn't have enough runtime. They had to explain all this other things. Uh-huh. I didn't love this one. No. <laughs> no, one no one loved this one. <laughs> no one loved this one. Um, This one, unlike Valentine's Day, or excuse me, unlike St. Patrick's Day, this one had the same, like, it's wildly not believable from the get-go and the but more they committed funny. to it i didn't like it more and more as but it, it wasn't on. funny yeah and it wasn't really trying to be i th- uh, here we're talking about what this one does right though i do think that this one was well acted i think it is well acted every- yes. the- she is despondent yeah she and she does a pretty good job of going through the process so to speak uh the doctor is all like really the only other prominent piece to this and i think that she does a pretty good job as well I, I find her believable as a doctor and as a part of this cult she's kind of like reasonable uh all that stuff it, it is what it is <laughs> didn't do yeah. it for me i mean i don't know there's not a lot to say i'll say this the setup for you get pregnant every time you have sex is an incredibly good setup especially for a horror movie i mean really for any movie but... sort sort of and then i i feel like after abortion like five you would have a hysterectomy or something yeah, well, that's like, probably a good. Point. I, I was, or, yeah. or you'd just like practice. You wouldn't have sex. Or they you'd, also like, get a little too specific, where they say she has is on a particular kind of chemical birth control, and it's like, okay, well, you would also probably try a more physical kind of birth control, like an IUD, and then a hysterectomy. Like it's just they yeah, get too specific that make you think. Yeah, and also or you would just be like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the the intervaginal sex anymore, or something like that. Yeah, you'd figure uh, it out. You there are other ways. Hey PSA, two condoms is never going to be more effective than one condom, and three sometimes is right th- out. Sometimes three. <laughs> it's yeah. like no shit, you're getting pregnant. It's, yeah, yeah. No, that's why. <laughs> I think it's actually less effective. Found the rub issue against each other and tear. I uh, yeah, uh, friction, Mark. Friction. friction. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> friction's bad. We all know that, especially for condoms. Totally. Especially for condoms. Yes. I don't have a lot to say about this one, y'all. 
This one also had the the weird. I didn't under. Did either of you guys understand the circling bird of prey with well, snake imagery? I was try. I spent so long trying to think about what that could possibly well, be thematic I, of. I don't know. I mean, I the, the the immediate thing that that brings to mind is the the Gadsden flag. Is I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean that snake got pretty trod upon. I don't know what you. No, is the Mexico flag? There's a, a oh, the hawk or an eagle with a snake in its yeah. mouth. Is it the or in its oh, talons? Oh, the Gadsden flag, flag is don't is the is, don't tread on me snake. Yeah, yeah. I thought they had a bird. Okay, maybe I'm no, thinking. Okay. I, so anyway, it, it makes me think of the Mexico flag, but I don't know enough of that cult, that like cultural relevancy to understand. I mean, this does happen in Joshua Tree. There is Spanish spoken in this segment, but I am not able to speak to any of this. Also, that dancing scene, the nude dancing scene, lasts for a long, 40 seconds too long. Time. Oh God. <laughs> Long time. Yeah, if you're making a short and you have to fill the time, maybe reconfigure some. Do things. you have run times on these, or were you just asking me to guess for the first one? I was just asking you to guess. Oh, okay. Guess. I would have been interested. This one felt like the longest to me, even though I know it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. It definitely longest. feels like the longest. Uh, I would also say that anytime your doctor is telling you that Western medicine, what does she say? Traditional medicine Traditional. probably can't help you. You're That's at the wrong doctor. Weird. That's a bit weird. You should get a new doctor. <laughs> That doctor doesn't know what they're At talking about. At this point, about. she's ready to believe that. She'll believe in anything, though, you know? Like, number well, 20, yeah, Jake, she's tried two three? condoms. She's tried three condoms. She's tried she's sometimes tried. Four? Four not- condoms. <laughs> Just keep going up. Not a, no- also, not a number of other that, that's another scientifically proven methods <laughs> to not get... Yeah, pregnant. if your doctor just takes that in stride, she's like, yeah, okay, well, you've tried it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's dicey at best. Should I fire through my uh, five-year-old notes? Yeah, I'm, gonna re- I'm specifically not going to read some of them because I don't like myself. <laughs> You're censoring <laughs> yourself <laughs> because you've evolved. <laughs> I've evolved. <laughs> They're pretty misogynist. Just do it. Just say it. I, w- I want to have a he'll bleep I'll bleep it all. I'll bleep it all. Uh, ultra fertile Myrtle. Fertility ceremonies, you say. Sounds nice. Boom. Titties. Cal Drago <laughs> up in there. I don't get why she is mute now. That was dumb, but had titties. <laughs> what what part of that did you did you not probably read the two that? times that he said titties or titties ah, I got no problem with saying it's titties. Eh, I don't know. Seems seems iffy. Mark's a dad now. He's really got you know. <laughs> he, he has to, he has some standards that he has to live up to. Let's rank this one. Let's. Did it's, you blow the whistle during that segment? Yes. See now I have. Zero sensitivity to it. That's the problem. <laughs> You've completely desensitized what? me. What segment are we on? Four. I've blown. We're on segment four. I've blown it five times already. Wait, well, I. <laughs> you know, I, I ranked this one that. sixth. This was the sixth best. Hmm. I ranked this one sixth as well. I ranked nice. it seventh. Cool. Well, we're locked in. We're all locked in. There's some in. stinkers that have yet to come. Uh, yes, my my bottom wrong. part is pretty filled out, guys. That's a good point. You have one. I have one. It's at the bottom. That has not been discussed yet. Uh, I have one that's at the bottom as well. <laughs> Is it Father's Day? The uh-huh, next segment? Yeah. Let's move on to Father's Day. Talk Let's about move on to Father's by Day. By orders of magnitude, the worst segment in this. I'm just <laughs> this is by far the worst one, and by that we mean it's 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 not at all. We're being sarcastic. Uh, this was, yeah, this was directed by Anthony Scott Burns. He uh, directed, Spoiler, I think this is Jake's favorite. He directed <laughs> films Our House and Come True, which is, came out this year. Come True is on my list for 2021. Yeah. Our House was, the, I think, the one about the kid who invents the weird 
portal to the nether realm in his basement with electronics or something. Like he that makes it right. He makes a device that has like magnets and tuning forks rotating around, yes. and somehow it like channels. A I think that's shadow right. Figure. I think that's right. And then come true has like the weird like glasses. Come true is it seems kind of like a possessor, but not. Mm, I don't think so. Come true is the one I think with the lady who slides up for the sleep study, and they keep her yes, awake. Yes, that I don't yeah, know. Okay. Something about that was evocative of. I think it's just the fact that she's blonde and there's an eye element. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Fuck. They it keep came her awake, and then she can't tell what's real or not. It came out this year. I yeah I don't know. Anyway, this one was the first time that I recognized an actor or actress in this film. Uh, Jocelyn Donahue was the the lead, the only the only person in this entire segment, literally the only person. Yeah, apart from a voice actor. (laughs) Apart from a voice actor, so Jocelyn Donahue was in here. She uh she plays the daughter of a father who has not been involved in her life, and it is she receives a package. To clarify, she's the daughter of a mother as well. As well, her mother plays a role in this also, just Mm -hmm. by not really, but you know, she calls her mom. In any case, she receives a package says Happy Father's Day on it. In that package, there is a. I don't know what you call it, like a a a, a Walkman, a Walkman uh, tape recorder. There's a tape, a mixtape from her dad, and she hasn't seen him since she was a kid. Hey, mixtape. She I starts playing it, and lo and behold, it is it, it's her dad, and it's it's very weird. He is telling her about how it's sorry cryptic. he is that he left, and it's very opaque and vague. It's kind of difficult to even talk about this one. You kind of have to see it. He offers her the chance to explain what happened and for the opportunity to re- uh, reunite if she flips the tape to side B and follows the directions they're in after going to where they last saw each other. I think I got that right. She yeah. does that. Uh, she goes to like the Salton Sea. It's a very evocative landscape, barren Southern California type deal. Flips it to type B, plays it, follows the directions that her, her father's you know disembodied voice is providing over the course of the tape and is just walking around, enters a very derelict abandoned terminal. It's creepy as shit, very brooding, slow building, and eventually she comes upon sort of just this, I don't know, little amphitheater in the abandoned building where there is... You can kind of see a body sitting in a chair facing away from her. And that's the point when he's kind of, you know, noting that she's she's found him. She steps over what is a line of salt, which is reminiscent of another movie that I really enjoyed in recent years. And uh, <laughs> uh, the movie he's referencing is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Toad. I like that movie, too. Yeah, well, uh, no, I don't really. It's fine. The oh. best book in the Harry Potter series, though. In any case, uh it it just it sort of it sort of ends. There's a not too pleasant sort of situation waiting for her on the other side of that. This this is a weird one, and it is purposefully vague enough. I don't. I think that it's a little bit more on the nose, not on the nose, but on the nose than I was remembering that it was. Uh, but it's certainly the vaguest of the concepts in this anthology, and I really, 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 really liked it, guys. Uh, what does it do right? It's it's Jake to a T, really. It, the vagaries well, of it are what it does right. I agree with you. It strikes the right tone of like intriguing enough. It feels like it has enough backstory. It's not. It doesn't feel like a movie that like doesn't know what it's trying to do, right? Because there's the movies that are trying to be mysterious that I get pissed off watching. Like you don't even fucking know what's going on. It's like watching the last few seasons of Lost, where it's like fuck off. You're just trying to be mysterious for the sake of being mysterious. This one feels like it has more going on than that. 
and then it it captures the tone like it uses that mystery to its advantage to like play that tone through the whole thing i like it a lot the other thing i really liked on this viewing is the the and it's not really a twist but it is kind of a twist where you like you and her realize that the tape is has is not her father speaking to her like in the present day but was speaking to her as a little girl as he's about to disappear from the world like that's a very cool reveal yeah, yeah the the side b is pretty hard hitting the however you'd call this the simul the non chronological storytelling of this thing yeah of two parallel present day versus 40 well she's not that old i don't know 20 something years ago 25 years ago sure something like that she's like 30 dude she's like our age a little okay. younger, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But that the way that they tie that together is a sign of very strong writing. And I mean, mm-hmm. granted, the writing is extremely minimalistic, and you're just basically giving someone directions. But still, the whole package comes together really well with yeah. that playing over interesting cinematography that's not particularly challenging, but then very what I would say is very, very solid editing. Both yes, from a sound editing sure. standpoint, but also just the visual editing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ab- and, and the, the, like the, the color correction all, on it, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the sets are all perfect, in my opinion. Yeah, which is funny because I'm pretty sure you just they they shot this somewhere in like Southern California, Salton Sea. It has to be. It's Salton <laughs> yeah, Sea. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's perfect. I'm pretty like, sure. I'm pretty sure I played a Grand Theft Auto game that was also set in this exact it's spot. Salton Sea. Yeah. It, it 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 could not have been better for what it was trying to evoke. In my opinion, I'm actually kind of curious if the final amphitheater thing is the same one from Romeo plus Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann joint. I would have to. I haven't seen that movie. That's confusing. Maybe ten years. Probably not. But probably not. Is that the one we watched in Miss Toonstra's class? I. It's the DiCaprio one, dude. Have you seen that? Yeah. There's only there's only two Romeo and Juliet movies. One came out in 1960 something, and one came out in. I don't know. There are so many adaptations of Romeo and Juliet. That's an insane thing. This one's thing you called Romeo and nah, Juliet. What else, we Jack? Got? It's the one where their their <laughs> rapiers are like must like guns. Everything's guns. Is that the one yeah. where he climbs up the balcony and then they start making out real hard? Because that's what I, I, I like. Mean. How that's what you need. I, that's, I, I can't. This is Jack, that's part of the play. That's what Miss Toonster commented on the most when we watched it. I don't know class. who that is. Seventh grade North English teacher. Oh, I'm I'm out of that. You know what? Yeah, I was on the other team. You know what? Uh, you know what? Romeo you and Juliet on the Oompa movie? Loompas, Mark? Oh, Fuck God. Yeah, I was. Oompa Loompas was eighth grade dick. Uh, Warm Bodies is a Romeo and Juliet adaptation hmm. that we've never watched. Hmm. And the DVD of it's right there. I'm looking at it, actually. You know what we I are talking about? I think you've talked about that on the podcast before. I think you have, too. You know what we are talking about? Father's Day, the segment. And oh, holidays. sorry. I got so, sidetracked. These guys clearly hated it. <laughs> Mark, what a shit-eating grin you have on your face. Yeah. These guys clearly hated it. Uh, yeah, this is my I least favorite segment. Didn't hate it at all. Dude, this one, even more than Valentine's Day, like is a vibe. Just the dark, mysterious, brooding, confusing tone is what this is. Slower, it, minimalist. Embodied by everything. This... I forgot about the... con. I, one thi- oh, go ahead. I think you have something good to say. <laughs> This segment plays hard to get, and it works. Yeah, it works totally. so well. Totally. <laughs> yeah. To transition a little more. bit to 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 stop my waxing poetic about it, <laughs> I I I forgot about how many times it it really wanted you to know about how there was some planetary alignment happening. 
those cuts were more jarring than I remember. I forgot about those existing, period. And I've already forgotten about those four times. And I watched this two days ago. They were, yeah, they that was the only nitpick I had here. It Wait, happens oh. so much. Continuing to align until the very end when she crosses that line of salt, right? For a movie that's so good at like giving you nothing and keeping you wanting more, it shows you a lot of that. It's like, hey, but don't forget about this. Yeah, it, it really does. So, um, real, real quick, it just holds back from like telling you what it is about. Yeah, I think it I'm, leaves enough. There are a couple options, but it, it it has you going thinking alien abduction, and then it is kind of never a Lovecraftian alien thing. Abduction ever. Oh, I thought so for sure. Like he's talking to her. There's space involved. You fucking missed the planetary alignment piece. Yeah, I did. And uh, part of it's like he's gone, but he's still <clears throat> somehow able, what? somehow able to communicate. He could Wait. be coming back, and they're going to abduct her as well. I right? want to. I want to cycle back on something. Why do you think that planetary alignment has anything to do with aliens? Space. Scenes of space are literally and not... happening. <laughs> because space. Aliens aliens are like, we can only go to Earth when well, Mars until is you over know, there and the sun's so, over there. So here's the reasoning, right? Like, I, Ultimately, I don't think that ends up being what this is about. Uh, but having not <laughs> no remembered shit. that those scenes existed, the first time that I saw it happen, which is the very first shot of this segment... I was like, oh, fuck, I don't remember that. And then it starts, and I was like, oh, was he abducted by aliens? Was that what I was missing? And then obviously, no. You understand that planetary alignment literally only means anything if you're on Earth and can see sure. them from your... Sure. So but the aliens that are shot. coming from another universe or galaxy or whatever... Maybe they only well, do maybe it they're coming from a planet alignment. that's the end of that alignment, Mark. Yeah, maybe the, they only oh, do it... following the path. Mark, maybe there's like a key, and they can only do their abduction when there's an alignment. You're like... You're you're honing in on the wrong thing. He's here. what Jake is describing is how the writers of Thor in the Marvel Comics universe very poorly described how the Asgardians travel to Earth. Using but see, now we're also it. combining aspects of North Miso- Norse mythos. Wow, that's I mean, irregardless, no. we're we're we. It's so not what it's about. I, I did have an I actual, don't think that's what it's about. I did have an actual Anything question. Anything we can do to avoid question? going could, to the next segment, I'm very happy How could happy you possibly about. have a question still? <laughs> do, you, do you consider the end of... So is he in some deep shit? Like, he made a deal with Satan and she has crossed into hell. Or was this like some type of awakening that he discovered and he's guiding I, her through? I is this a good ending or a bad ending? It's, I, okay, so this is something I like about it. It's up for some interpretation. I personally took it... Now having seen like things like a dark song and getting into the occult and all the stuff like that as being someone who was into some of the occult shit and might have stirred up some stuff, right? Now, whether he is still of what he was of himself and is making those comments or if it's a total decoy and she's just going to get got because dad made a fucking whoopsie, I, I don't know. <laughs> But it invoked Hellraiser both times for me. They end up in some kind of quasi-parallel situ- universe situation that's, yeah. like, not good, but not necessarily hell. It's not, but... It's yeah. more like, you know, like, forbidden occult knowledge sort of thing going on to me. Okay. You know, whatever. It's the first cool. time, The first time I saw this, I really thought that she got herself into some deep shit. And the second time I watched this two days ago, I was like, actually, this might be kind of a happy ending. I can't tell what this one's I don't think be. it was a happy ending. I mean, maybe. Well, uh, it's, it's the most, it's, it's the most, also, it's the most Twilight zone of all the episodes. It is very Twilight zone Um, So, we should move on. Uh, let's rank, rank this one. Jake, it's your number uh, one, I assume. Sure is. Yeah. If, I was going to have a lot of questions if it wasn't. It's my number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is an extremely solid segment. Yeah. 
Very, very good. Uh, which moves us on, guys. Fuck me. We no. jump from Father's Day, which takes place in early June, to Halloween, which is in late October. So note that we're reviewing this in the middle of those two some somewhere. Wow, good choice. Good you know, time frame for this you know, movie. Right in the middle when you can't be biased. Halloween Fuck. was directed by this guy. I've never heard of him. I don't know. Can you guys help me? His name's Kevin Smith. Mm. I don't think he's done anything. Sounds like he likes comic books. <sighs> Has he, he done like anything, Jack? Guy. Th- you know, this, this segment... Is why I didn't want to watch the movie. Tu- why I didn't watch the movie Tusk for like three years. I love the movie Tusk. For the, I, the movie Tusk, Tusk is, is great, but this segment is why I didn't watch it like for a long fucking time. He did yoga until I was forced to, to. Right? Yoga he did hosiers. hosiers yeah. And hosiers. Hosiers. Oh, hosiers. Stop. <laughs> stop saying hosier. I can't do it. I cannot do this with you it's guys. About Indiana sports fans. <laughs> I've already we've made we've it's, it's we've done this It's a thing about a guy him. who wants you to take him to church. We've done this <laughs> segment before. We've done it before, okay? <laughs> explain Yoga, Jake Yoga Hoser explain the oh segment my Halloween God. from the movie okay, so, Holidays. Directed okay. by Kevin Smith. Yeah, directed by Kevin Smith. Noted feminist Kevin fucking Smith. <laughs> well, his daughter's in it. He's good in dogma. Jesus Christ. His daughter's in hosers is- too. Did you like yeah. that? I don't know. There's Hoshers? whatever. People like his stuff. None of us do. Tusk is good. Like I like Tusk. Yeah, none of us like his recent stuff. I like most of his stuff. Mark's a Mark's I like how I just said Mall Rats. Yeah, Mark's lo- favorite movie is Mall Rats. It's Mall a Rats schooner. Is... <laughs> you had a okay, you had a pretty deep Mall Rats quote at the ready, Mark. Can we please just do this? This takes place on Halloween, and it's it's featuring Harvey from Epic Mealtime. That's what Harley from Epic Mealtime. That's what you need to know. Uh, he runs a house of cam girls, and he is recruiting cam girls. Goes home, talks to the cam girls that are already in the home, and is pissed off because they're not working enough. But they are like, "Oh, we we can't get any work tonight. People are out doing Halloween things. You should let us do Halloween." It de-escalates from there. Devolves from there. He. Does some it very doesn't re- de-escalate. He, yeah, it escalates, <laughs> devolves, and escalates. Exactly Thank wrong. You. Thank you. <laughs> I fixed it. Uh, and he does some very regrettable things. Calls them bad names, threatens sexual violence. Uh, I would say attempts sexual violence. Uh, they knock him out and put him on cam, make him do some very sinister shit to himself. End. Yeah. Um, I hated this one. <laughs> There are very few people I'd less like to see a feminist revenge story from than Kevin fucking Smith. What? Okay. Enlighten me on why Kevin Smith is the what you're saying. I, I don't think he's necessarily like capital P problematic. It's just like what? What? It, it's I, for, his, for the, the exact type of mark, stuff he makes can't be taken in such a way that is going to have like. He, he is one of the embodiments of like white male privilege. Mark, th- this segment being what it is is exactly why I don't want to see like why people like him shouldn't write stories like this. It's just like there's nothing fucking here. Well, that's very true. Okay, I mean, I guess that's case in point because this segment fucking sucks. Yeah, it's, and it's just it, I guess it, that's I guess that's what you're saying is it's kind of hollow and pointless. Yeah, there's he, yeah. he's like okay. oh I'm being a feminist. The women win. Fucking I mean, that's as far as it gets. Really, there should we rank nothing? This? <laughs> it does. It does nothing right, other than I guess you could say like the core message is don't be an asshole or you're gonna get got. Uh, I'll say Harley commits to the bit. Actually, like, you know what? He does do a really good job. I don't want to bypass that. Fucking he's, he's really he's really good to his role as like a fucking 
gigantic asshole, and he does I, a very good job. He might be an asshole. He might be an asshole. I mean, he, he distinctly possible. If anyone's watched Epic Mealtime, that's kind of like if you're gonna find it funny, if you're okay with him being an asshole, yeah, <laughs> like that's what it is. He's but this is not just, funny. There is no yeah. viable humor in this. Segment. He's over the line. He he's over the line of despicability with his assholishness in this one. Um, and then you know bad things happen to him, but it's not an enjoyable watch. I didn't find it funny. The uh, it's just not what I want. She hits him with what knocks him out. Uh, knocks him out hard enough for them to super glue uh, a car battery cable up his asshole is that like she hits him toaster? with a six-pound toast, like e- maybe six pounds, plastic-walled toaster. Well, but she puts a vibrator in there, and then they wire it to a battery, which is No, 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 Mark. What she itself. knocks him out, to, for them to do all of that, the thing with which she knocks him out... Oh, is the toaster. ...is yeah. nothing. And, I mean... If nothing else, chin. Harley is a physically very imposing dude. That dude's like, that dude's built like me, like 6'4", 230. Oh, like, my yeah, God. Yeah, which is why he's never taken a punch in his That's life. That's such a humble brag out of Jack. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, you caught he's on. So, he's very physically imposing. I think this dude. is what happened. I think this is what happened. Yeah, you're not he's small He's so human. physically imposing that he only works out his glamour muscles. Just like he Jack. does not work out his glamour muscles. <laughs> I don't much think like he's me. working out, but I got no glamour muscles to show. <laughs> and as a result, he's never gotten in a fight in his life. So he has a glass jaw. So he got hit once and got knocked out. Hmm. That's you. I don't theory. think you could. I don't think you could hit a person hard enough with that piece of shit plastic thing to knock a human adult out. I mean, I don't know. They probably also had some. There was, if we're being honest with ourselves, there's probably some chloroform in that house. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there you go. That's what we did. We got there. Everything everything about this segment sucks so hard, except for Harley's commitment. Yep. I don't even have a lot to say about how much it sucks. It just does. I'm curious, Mark, what you thought my orders of magnitude worst one could have possibly been other than this one. I couldn't remember what your thoughts were on Mother's Day, because I remember you not liking it. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. And that had some artistic merit. Yeah. This one didn't. Nope. There's nothing redeemable about this. It sucks. We we all put it in eight. It's an eight all the way around. Hard eight. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next is Christmas. We're on to the the real holiday season here. Um, this one features Seth Green, which is interesting. Love Seth Green. Uh, yeah, he's an Joker. enjoyable dude. Joker from Normandy. This one's directed by Scott Stewart, who directed Dark Skis. <laughs> nice. Which is an uh, underrated movie, I think. <laughs> Dark Skis? Yeah. It's... Yeah, Dark Skis is good. I think we all liked it. Um, Was that Carrie well... Russell? Yeah, yes. buddy. Yeah, okay, cool. So Seth Green's in this, directed by Scott Stewart of Dark Skis fame, or of at least work. We should say Dark resume. Skies at least one time for someone not I perfectly won't. attuned to our lunatic lingo. He directed Dark Skies. And Potato Head. Potato Stop Head. It. Stop it. Bring me a potato next Tuesday. This is this is your tale as old as time Christmas thing. There's like a hot toy, right? It's the VR of sorts headset. I will, I'm not really going to get it's into the, it. Yeah, it's synopsis. the jingle all the way. It's princess yeah. unicorn. You view. It's Furby. You view it. It taps into your like your your al- your search algorithms and feeds you what you really want to see or your shows you yourself sort of thing. Whatever. It's a hot toy. Seth Green's <sighs> trying to get it for his kid, but it's so hot and he can't get it. Dude who gets the last one in front of him has a heart attack on the side of the parking lot, and he just takes it and runs. Um, 
things happen. I mean, he 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 is kind of haunted by the fact that that is how he acquired this one. That's you're skipping over the most interesting and best part of this, right? What? Yeah, that's you're just because that's. He kind, it's he's kind of haunted by it. No, that's the whole premise of this. That's what I thing. was gonna get there. He's haunted by it. He's trying to figure out you were not- why that would be showing him something that's not part of his search algorithm. It's actually showing him events from his past, and what he uncovers is that it hasn't like an aptitude to do that. Ultimately, what it ends up showing him is there's this whole thing about search, like you have to like log out or it will show anyone else what you saw which i think is weird it's the dumbest writing this one is written yeah it it literally doesn't do that the first time but then the second every time after he never logs in but then his wife sees what he did and yeah it's It's a MacGuffin. come on it's he then sees what his wife ultimately did which was torture and murder her boss because she didn't get a promotion and it ends this one's eh. insane. This one's written so poorly. This one is less insane than some of the others. It is less insane, but it's more poorly written. Yeah, it's not good. I, I think Scott spent maybe five minutes on this. They're like way too specific about how it works to then get everything about what they say about how it works wrong. You guys the- get real hung up on how MacGuffins work. It's a magic fucking toy Mark- that kind of does but narrative related things when you want it to and need it to. I like how same- Mark's like, you're not allowed to have this nitpick. Yeah. Well, the whistle, asshole. It's the same. No. This is well beyond a nitpick. No, this is hard what is wrong about this thing. Okay, is, so you won't blow it. I don't have as yeah. big a problem with a MacGuffin like this. The problem I have is when you, as the writer, write the specific rules for your MacGuffin that then you <laughs> fucking then you immediately, immediately ignore. Like, yeah, I have no problem with a magic MacGuffin of how it works. But when you're like, no, the specific rules of how this thing interacts with the world matter and then you ignore all of them, which is exactly what this thing does. It's and I also feel like you just log in and out of a of an account. But he never logs like in. He he puts it on immediately after his son, so he never logs in the first time. His they like wh- what do you mean? They never show any of that. They they he calls tech support who says you didn't log out. Yeah, see, but. He didn't log in. He didn't log in. He just did, picked it up immediately Maybe after his son, his son used guy. it. So his son had his precise experience? Yes. This is so stupid. Am I blowing your mind right now, Jack? No. I think I Fuck am. Fuck off. I think I am. No. Dumb. Would I be, though, if you weren't COVID brain? No. Oh. If I weren't COVID brain, I'd be in a full-on <laughs> rage coma. <laughs> I'm mellowed out significantly by how foggy I am. That's a bummer for us. <laughs> I like this segment. I think it's good. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I like Seth Green. It didn't bother me. It's like me. the worst episode of it's like what if every episode of Black Mirror was written poorly? <laughs> that is true. This is basically it's just a bla- Black I'm Mirror. sure this is actually just a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. But a very bad one. Well, but I'm actually, I think this is a Black Mirror episode. And I can't remember which one it is. I mean, there's a VR one where the guy sees the c- crimes he's committed in the past, like an augmented reality kind of a thing. Uh, well, no, that's the one with the <clears throat> with the uh, snow globe thing. No, no, I'm talking I, about the implantable gaming chip. What? That's, th- that's, that's not, the house. Yeah, that's the house one. That's yeah. not the one where the guy sees the crimes in his past. Oh. You're that's mixing up the guy in the house with, John, with the John Hamm episode. Oh, yeah, I am. And they're kind of similar. Whatever. I mean, whatever. It's technology. It's, I think if we listen to ourselves, we'd realize we're only furthering the idea that it's just a Black Mirror episode. Yep. 
That's but a very is. poorly written Black Mirror episode. Fine. It's poorly written. Blow whatever. a whistle. Uh, it's a poorly written Black there's Mirror There's no episode. nitpicks here. Yeah, because I all just the, did. All that the was one. That's wrong. Yeah. Uh, I have a nitpick. When his. Uh, when he first puts it on, he actually doesn't have to log into his account, which is weird because they say that he fucking hell, Mark. <laughs> actually, I do. Fuck. I do have I, have. I have a bigger nitpick. That's my nitpick. Here's a nitpick. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Here's a nitpick. Why in the fuck did he even let the guy die? What? Here, yeah, let just me call nine one one. If you have to be more, yeah, at a bare minimum, call nine one one and say there's a guy in the parking lot. But if you want to be, if you want to take the toy anyway. Take the toy, leave the hundred bucks cash, however much you were going to give him in the car. Call nine one one, and then he obviously can't talk. And then when they get there, be like, I, "He sold me this," and then had a heart attack. And then yeah, the guy's I mean, going to be so happy that he's saved on Christmas Day and gets to spend time with his family. He's not going to come after you. Yeah, like, but he's like the lawyer type, dude. He's not going to be happy no matter what. You know, so he make was him prove it. Then you out lawyer him. Then you say, "Fucking prove it." I saved your life. Jack skipped over my insult. It's fine. Bring me to a jury. Out lawyer him. No, you just got to be a bigger lawyer. Take me to jury. I uh, I'm going to resurrect a nitpick that I had five years ago, which is that this thing only costs three hundred dollars, and fuck that. <laughs> This is oh. a magic piece of technology that I should mean, cost. Presently, even you today, can, you can get an Oculus Rift for about three fifty right now. That's not what this is. Yeah, this is an Oculus Rift if it can read your brain. Yes, <laughs> I think the read the brain part also, is the expensive part, Jack. Uh, well, and also most VR headsets that don't require you to log into Facebook are on sure. the order of eight to eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Probably, sure. yeah. agreed for the full experience. Yeah. You can get Google Cardboard. It's cheaper because you're fa- Facebook, and then they sell all your shit, and then your world's a nightmare. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We yeah. got it. We got it. Where do we? The rank cost this is three hundred dollars. Where do and we rank sold. this one? Where? Where? Uh, I had this one fourth. Actually, I do enjoy this one. But for me, the four, five, six, seven run is—they're all pretty much interchangeable. This is seven for me. Five. Nice. I like it is when it? the tiebreaker is closer to me than it is to Jack. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, I agree, though. I'm, I was actually trying to do the math on my little fucking homework piece that you had me doing over here. You yelled at me until I got you a pen and paper. Well, you told me to do it, so. <laughs> Impasse. Impasse, Mark. Uh, the last, it takes us to our last segment, which is, I mean, what could come after Christmas, but New Year's, and in, in particular New Year's Eve, to keep it within the same calendar year. This one is directed again by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer, our beer buddies. Um, it's directed, actually, sorry, they wrote it, directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer. I don't know what he did. It's a good name. I don't know what he's done. Good name. Don't know what it he's done. It's a great name. Unfortunately. Uh, this one is interesting. It's about a couple serial killers is what it's about. It's about, it starts with, so it kind of pulls. true love. It is about true love via serial killing. Your mm-hmm. love for serial killing, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with a guy who loves to serial kill women and he's picking them up on, on the, whatever the, 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 the apps, the dating apps. And he kills someone. Hit me with that Addy. Meets someone new on a dating app. Uh, she's just looking for love on new year's turns. Whatever they go, they have a date. She takes him back to to her place. You think, oh, my God, he's going to kill her. Turns out she's also a serial killer and a better one. And she kills him. And then Old Lang Sin's playing, and she dances with her axe, and it's cool, and the movie ends. Old Lang Sin? Sign. 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 <laughs> Old Lang Sin. 
So here's the thing about this one. It's good while you're watching it and then entirely forgettable. Yeah. You could quiz me about sure. the, different, the different individual aspects of most of them, and I would probably do pretty well in that quiz. And then you'd get to this segment, and I would have been like, I completely forgot that was in the really? movie. Really? Yep. Huh. Oh, my I God. This, this is, I don't have notes on this one. I forgot to even have a segment for notes on it. <laughs> That's like, so funny. That's I, weird. I don't find this one to be the most I forgettable. I have, like, two bullet points on it. I think the most forgettable are... Christmas and Mother's Day, probably. No, th- this one was also one that, know. like, I I called. It's it's so like, it's so telegraphed. It. What's gonna happen from the fucking get go? The first time I watched this, I was like, oh, he he's gonna try to kill her, but she's gonna kill him instead. But she does. Yeah. That's so the twist. It, it's it's yeah, the twist is exactly what's telegraphed happens. The twist is that there's no twist. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I don't know. Hell. Sometimes that's the twist. I don't think it's that poorly choreographed. There are a lot of shitty things. Who it's watch. not poorly. It's very well choreographed. It tells or, you exactly what's going to happen. I don't think that's his intention. I think it's trying to be clever. I agree and with you. I don't that think it's trying it's that, to be clever. I don't it's think it's that bad. It. I don't think it's that bad at that. Oh, I don't know. I think that we watch a lot of trash. That's probably true. Mark's, uh, I've completed my homework assignment. There Mark, is so just, much written on that piece of fucking paper. We have just gone to the side at this point, guys. Um, whatever. This one, I I think it does very little right, but very little wrong. I'm yeah, not sure. It just right kind of is. It, it, it just, just kind is. of is. I, I, have a, I have a similar feeling to this one as I did to the Mother's Day segment. However, I find that this one has a moderately better standing in my eyes than the Mother's Day segment did. Yeah. There's gore. I guess I preferred gore to titties. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. What do you want from me? It's fine. It's an interesting... Okay. It's fine. I, I have I have nothing else to say about this. No. Th- wow. I mean, it's fine. Where'd you rank it, then? We have nothing to say. Fifth. Six. This is like dead center. So or he gave sixth. it fifth. You gave I don't it remember. what? I gave it six. He gave it fifth. Jack doesn't even fucking remember. I gave it fourth, so yeah, it's right in the Which middle. Whichever one I didn't say, I don't have notes on it. It ends up being in the middle. There you go. That Which is also kind of just like the holiday itself. New Year's Eve is like meh. I, I like New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is kind of fun, but it's also like it's really stressful. What? Well, if you don't have like plans locked in, then it's just like, and also for just someone go and who burn an effigy on a playa, Mark, it's great. For some, I mean, that does sound nice. For someone who always got like Christmas break off and then had to drive home to go back to work and or school. New Year's Eve is just a remember, like it's a You're reminder like it's that the Christmas break is ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just yeah. sadness. Yeah. See, I've always liked it a little more than Christmas because it's a more objectively drinking oriented holiday and it can't be construed as religious. So that's why it gets the bump. Uh, Christmas is pretty drinking oriented in my family. Depends on who you are, dude. Yep. <laughs> Try having Christmas with some of my family sometime. Um, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Whatever. That's the end of the movie. I mean, it 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 is a a calendar year of tangentially holiday related horror shorts, and it is what it is. Mark is drastically pulling me out of my ability to continue. Fine. Fine. I don't know fine. What I'll, do the, I'll do you're the. I'll do the graph. Just, later. You're disengaging from the I'll episode. I'll do the graph later. Yeah. Do the graph later. Good. It's not important. I already did it. Well, I'm gonna do the actual chart. Oh my god. Jack, take it back. We're dude. going take to ratings. Po- We're going to ratings. This is what's happening. We're going to ratings. That's my daughter in the water. Everything she knows I taught her. 
we over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, like if you'd rate Durs's rapping skills. It's back to me. I don't mind that because I'm a R-A-P-P-E-R. Where's my car? I mean my whip, guys. Where's my whip, guys? Rapping, stopping. I don't want the mic. And for 10, think about Charlie, who would rate how nasty and heavy the situation is. Extortion, bribery, junkyard cats. This is nasty, heavy stuff. Story is the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick. Rate the fucking thing for story. Yeah, it's kind of harder than anthology. It's I mean, all, we do this every time. <laughs> it's kind of harder than anthology, Jack. I gave this a four for story. I, it is certainly below average. Most anthologies are because you inherently have to look at the segments and how they do within their own little mini frameworks. This also made the choice to not go with a frame narrative tied all together. It just has the book, right? So yep. it's they are truly independent horror shorts. Yes. It is a below-average story rating, but I hesitate to put it too, too low. Yes. Mark, I'm going to toss you Ooh, a gift here. One I, more time, I, though. Hold on, hold on. I just want to add. I'm not going to be able to do this again. I appreciated on this second viewing a lot more how I think that they truly gave all of these directors a prompt that was like, do something that is related to the holiday, but only sort of. Also Mark fair. can disagree with me all he wants. Yes. Now, I don't Mark, disagree with you. I, I can see you getting mad at me for either putting you in the middle or for putting you last. So where would you like to go here? Uh, I don't care. I'll go middle. Okay, go. I like middle. It's like getting a hug. <laughs> um, so I'm go. not allowed to hug anyone, even my wife, who's in the same house as me because I'm fucking sick. I'm in a dark cave for the. Should, my I life. feel like you should be like almost done with your quarantine period. I tested today, and I tested positive today. Active virus. Jesus so. Fucking Christ, dude. I gave it a three, and I mean. It's because there's no connective tissue here. It's, I, I, I don't know, sure. the individual the segments have fine stories. Some of them don't have good stories. Even the strong one is just sort of opaque in its story elements. You can't develop that much story out of things. So it's a three. There you go. I give it a four. I'm a little more on Jake's side simply because, while I agree with you that there <laughs> isn't point, much story guys. here, the thematic elements of the couple of segments that have really cool motifs and themes going on, I think really shine through on repeated viewings. Those being kind of Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day especially, and then even Easter a little bit, like with all that stuff going on, I think is really cool. And the way they work those themes constantly throughout works very well for me. So it's a four. It's certainly like below average on average, but there are parts of it that do good things. World building and immersion in a second category, Jake. Four and a half. I had to look it up to make sure I didn't fuck it up. Uh, again, it's hard with an anthology, Jack. You're some, you're somewhat limited in, in how into or pulled out you're going to be by the anthology format in general. That is particularly on display when you have one like this that is just flipping from storybook page to storybook page. However, as we always say, there's a bit of a bump with anthologies because if you don't like a segment, just hang on because they're going to, in 10 minutes, be in something totally different. It might be more up your alley. So it's another one that's pretty much the same sort of reasoning that I gave her story where it's hard to penalize it too, too much. It's just hard to score it highly. I just think my immersion score feels like it needs to be higher than my story score for what this movie was, and that's why I gave it the half-point bump over what I had. <laughs> I like the reasoning. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I gave it a five, and I'm not too far removed from what he was just saying. Overall, it's 
you know, you, you just have to stay tuned long enough to find something that interests you. And that's the trick to any anthology. But also, it's inherently challenging to be invested over the course of the entire thing, especially when there's no frame narrative tying it together. So. I gave it a three for world building and immersion. I think none of the segments like build a particularly strong world except for Father's Day, which builds this very mysterious world. But that's the only one that really gets credit for the like world building perspective. What about the house in Easter? It's a house. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like a cohesive yeah, house. Yeah, I, I was kidding. I was kidding. Okay. Um, and then from an immersion perspective, while I'm immersed in some of them, you can't make me sit through Halloween and to a lesser extent Christmas and have the movie get higher than a three. Like th- those segments are so unimmersive for me. Stop raising your eyebrows at each other suggestively based on what Mark's writing on this weird piece of paper. I can't see because the video quality is too bad. I gave it a three. You're for doing science. <laughs> Looks like That's it. Bored. I made it. It's very clearly a negative regret. We'll talk about it later. In a minute. It's not very clearly anything. I can't see <laughs> shit. <laughs> and this is an audio medium for the listeners i gave it a three for world building and immersion the the bad parts of this drag it way the fuck down that's gonna take us into scare factor jake i gave it a three it's a bit hard with an anthology jack <laughs> this is gonna wear thin it's gonna wear thin uh look most of the segments aren't scary there are a few that really get it going easter i think is by far the best if you want to just go with visceral scares Father's Day is the second best if you want to go with chills. And outside of that, it's honestly not much going on, guys. Yeah, Mark, how about you? Yeah, I gave it a four. I mean, I can't believe you put me in the middle, Jack. I just, it just means that I, it's like, like getting stepped smothered. On it's like you're getting you. smothered, you know? It's like I'm getting smothered by a hug from two, my two best friends. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not, it's not a particularly scary thing. If anything, it's more, most of these, they're more thematic than anything else. And like Jake just pointed out, there's nothing here that's like really particularly scary, which I wouldn't even say is a function of the anthology, because typically when you have shorts, you can actually get to some pretty creepy shit. Yeah, and the Easter lights out short and is the rest very of them don't. scary. <laughs> yeah. But even outside of that, like anthologies themselves, Southbound has some good shit in there. Um, XX, if I remember correctly, has I'm trying to remember which Ooh, it has some spooky segment. segments. Yeah, which what which well which anthology was it that had the uh the dead guy in the panda suit? Was that XX? That's XX. The second yeah. segment, I think. Yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot. That's XX. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there are other anthologies that do this stuff. Right? Al Hallows Eve does a lot of creepy stuff. Trick or I mean, treat. All uh, of these get to better creepy Art things. The clown is from an anthology, like we've said it exactly. A lot, but. So. So this is just it, it. It's more of a Twilight Zone Black Mirror episode most of the time than it is yeah. an actual scary thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I gave it a four. I couldn't. I don't have anything to add. I fully agree with everything Mark said. That's gonna take us into effects or just lack thereof. Jake gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. Uh, when this decides that it's going to do effects, I, it doesn't do anything wrong. I mean, in particular, Easter shines. Other than that, it's a little bit more muted. I think that it makes some choices visually like if we're going to talk about effects you can't i guess like forget about some of the more design type choices that it made uh i think about the valentine's day segment those are effects they are what they are lighting is a thing i i think that in general this looks good and i think in general this also sounds good sound isn't something we really talked about a lot but it's certainly not 
uh, a film that suffers by any means from a sound perspective. So overall strong, it's just not excelling in this category. Fair enough. Mark, how about you? Yeah, I I mean, I also gave it a... Wait, did you give it a... You gave it a seven. I gave it a six. I mean, it's good, not great. The one thing I love about um, anthology movies is that you get a good cross cut of directorial cinematographic like visions and we talked about this in valentine's day ad nauseum where you have this like a like stylistic thing but then each of the individual and like segments here has its own feel to it has its own sort of punchy quality and i mean it comes and goes kevin smith's not that visionary a director say what you will about him but like there's no style in that segment, but you do get like Father's Day. Mother's Day has some pretty cool thematic elements to it, even if it's not the best. Like I, I like having that kind of swing in, of the pendulum around where you actually get to see all these different things. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Um, for me, it's the, the degree of difficulty on this is high. And these directors, like multiple different directors and teams pull it off, I think, pretty flawlessly on all of them it's not obviously not perfect it's super low budget but they're showing you a lot and a lot of it looks very very good so this is like not a judicious lack thereof it is a a pretty high effect score i think everybody is to be commended here for for what they did from an effect standpoint Uh, it's going to take us into our last category overall jake gave it a six it's a bump up um i i really like anthologies I, we've talked about this before. Anthologies are one of those types of movies that like I can sit down and enjoy. It's because we all like shorts. I think I think we all can kind of rally around how fun horror shorts can be and a group of those is a great thing. Like there there is something just that's inherently enjoyable about that. So it's going to immediately have some like bump to it whenever we watch one of these. I can probably think of a few that I just really haven't liked, but this is not one of them. It's a bit above average, though, because at the same time, on the other hand, there are going to be some weak links, and this certainly has those. It, it prevents it from being amazing. I can think of plenty that I think are better, but it's by no means a slouch. Mark, Six. how about you? I gave it a five. I think that it comes down as being slightly below average um, in the grand scheme of like all movies that we've reviewed, but it's not too far below. Um, I mean... Kind of like I was saying earlier, good, not great on it on its balance. And I would say even in reference to most of the anthologies that we've seen, this one still comes in in the lower half of, of the population. Yeah, I give it a four. I agree with both you guys. I think I'm predisposed to like anthologies a little bit less than both of you, but I, I do agree with the points regarding anthologies that you made. I also am penalizing it harder for having two segments one in particular that I think were very, very bad, but I think both Christmas and Halloween are genuinely bad, unpleasant things to watch. Um, <laughs> and here, you're going to lump think, Christmas in with Halloween. Y- yeah. Christmas is, I, I think pretty bad. Um, Jesus. I, I think you the, said earlier, orders of magnitude worse yeah, for uh, Halloween is orders of magnitude worse than Christmas. And I now you're just going to, you're going to do Seth green dirty by lumping that all in together. Huh? And he didn't write it, I don't think. It's the writing on it that makes it miserable. Yeah, um, I can't remember who wrote it. And Jake, <laughs> but it wasn't. I don't think top. it was Seth Green. <laughs> um, but even here, the strongest ones guy. are stronger yeah. conceptually than they are, like from an execution standpoint. With the notable exception of Easter, which is just kind of rad as hell. So I, I don't know. Like it's it's a four for me. I think it's good. I think it's fun, but it's 
it's overall good. It's fun. It's a four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Fuck which is guys. which is pretty high actually on Jack's scale. Yeah, for sure. So well, I don't I don't have Jack's ratings because he didn't write the review last time. But Jake, do you want to know what you rated it last yes. time? Uh, you and I actually both gave it a four and a half. So, so you've went, come up considerably. You went up a half point. I went up a point and a half. Yeah. I'll stand by that. This hit me better this time. I, I was really put off by how I felt it did the holiday thing last time. And this time it really hit me correctly. So, eh. yeah. Bump it up. Bump, 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 bump it up. <laughs> did you want to talk about that? Do you give a shit? Oh yeah, I we did the graph, and uh, there's very clearly a strong correlation between. Let's see here. The more Jake, yeah, the more Jake likes the holiday, he likes the segment. Really, your favorite holidays correspond to your favorite segments. My favorite holiday is literally my least favorite segment. Yeah, his favorite holiday is Halloween. I knew that. Oh, did I do this backwards? I did this. I backwards. think you did it backwards. So okay, it actually has po- like it's actually the it's inverse. a neg- it's favorite a holiday, holiday is Father's yeah. Day. Everybody knows this. Well, yeah, Father's Day is a is a weird outlier at the bottom of the thing. Yeah, because it's my seventh favorite holiday on the list, and it's my favorite it's segment. It's your sixth favorite holiday on the is list. Is it? Yeah, you put Easter oh, and- Easter, yeah, Easter and Valentine's. Valentine's. So it's not, fucking... it sounds like just his, it's, neg- it's a negative correlation, which is fine. It is a negative correlation. Yeah, it's a negative correlation. So the more he, <laughs> yeah, the more he likes the holiday, the less he likes the segment. That makes way more sense. That makes a lot when more you sense. Think, yeah, when you think about what this film was. Yeah. Okay, great. It all makes sense. I might post this to Patreon. Hey, boys, for whom the hell is this movie? I think it's for people who like anthologies, and that's probably about it, because as you two just mentioned, you put it in, like, your it's not as good an anthology film. Uh, I think it's it's enjoyable and worth a watch. I personally think that anthologies are super easy to throw on, because you don't really have to pay that much attention. You know what? I think at this point, Kevin Smith is kind of, like, he's... He's crawled into a niche for himself in pop culture. Why are we We're, going back here? Well, I just hear because for Kevin Smith fans, listen, listen, no, listen, listen, listen. He is crawling back into his niche of like comic book discussion and not doing too much else beyond that. He's and and his weird little nerd subculture that I think it's you could I I you could be forgiven for forgetting why pop culture writ large tired of Kevin Smith. And I think if you could point out this movie as a reason, this is, I guess, this is why. He was doing a lot of stuff, and a lot of it was like this in the mid-2000s. A. A, <laughs> mid-2010s. B, what the that hell are meant. you talking about right now? This has nothing to if do with who is this If somebody came to you and asked you, like, hey, why did everybody get tired of Kevin Smith for a while there? He seems Why are we doing, you're just doubling down on the Kevin Smith My, my direct response to that person oh my was, God. My, my direct response to that person would be, I think everyone still likes Kevin Smith. My they direct response now, would be, this is off topic. For a while. This is off topic. Oh I no, can't believe that's, how off that's topic the old, That's who I'd recommend this movie to. <laughs> Is What's people who want to know why we tired of Kevin Smith people. as a culture. <laughs> oh my god, this is stupider than I thought it was. People come up to me on the street and say, "Hey, and remember how everybody I, like got pretty tired of Kevin Smith? Why did that happen?" This is why that all happened. those people. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. All those people. Can we fucking leave? I don't know. I'm so drunk. You're the host. Oh my god, we're leaving. <laughs> Hey, hey, do we like Kevin Smith anymore? Hey, I got a movie for you. I need to watch the whole thing. He's only relevant for one segment. But then you're going to come back and we're going to have a discussion about this. Oh my God. <laughs> 
This has been episode 230 of the A to Z Horrorcast. I'm sorry for what you said to listen to at the end there with Jack's whole thing. Hey, uh, if, if you're still here, though, and you like <laughs> I what don't we got know where on, I am right now. Might want, uh, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. I think that's what we'll go to. You can go to azhorror.com if you want, but you should more so than that try to consider becoming a Patreon member. As we've been doing for the last year and a half, and as Jack mentioned at the top of the podcast, all of our proceeds are going to Feeding America. Also, that might be of interest with this particular episode, we have just dropped recently, I'll say, uh, our very first test episode, which was a recording of this. So if that sounds like a real hoot to you, A, um, it's a whole thing. And then B, well, you, you can find it there, so you might want to consider as always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below, along with whatever else we decide to, to put there. And next week, we are wrapping up. It's our last movie of this current selection. It's Jax. It's The Children, which I know nothing about. I'm interested in that. And that's going to be coming sure at you roughly a week from today, I think. We'll see. But until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great weekish, everybody. And if I was the high school swim team coach or diving coach or whatever, I don't think I'd take my shirt off under any circumstances. Now, I'm not a hunk like this guy, but never, never the le- nevertheless, nevertheless.